Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. And welcome to an extra special episode of No Small Questions. This time, we're going to be taking an in-depth look at the further adventures of Dwayne Fabulosa. We'll be covering all four episodes and getting some juicy behind-the-scenes details from our players. So just in case you haven't had a chance to soak up those goods by now, I'm going to chuck in a spoiler alert right here. Spoiler alert! Now go and listen to them. They're good. Okay, with that part out of the way, I can get on with announcing our guest stars. First up, you can check him out as the resident DM in their actual play, and he's an all-round interesting fella over on Three Black Halflings, but here we know him as the one and only Blue Afroad and Silver-Tongued Bard, the hurdy-gurdy extraordinaire Dwayne Fabulosa, played with oh so much class by the mighty Jeremy Cobb. Hey, thank you for having me. Glad to be back. Oh, it's so good to have you uh, back. Second, first long-time listener, second-time caller, I guess. <laughs> and hopefully a third and a fourth and a fifth and a sixth, but we'll we'll, we'll get to that. Because uh, uh, joining Jeremy for the ride is another member of the 3DH crew. On this occasion, appearing as uh, well, an instantly lovable cleric, uh, slash everybody's best friend, slash skull-crushing, slash fisherman, deep-sea diver who still somehow managed to drown it's Tharnak played by Jasper William Cartwright hey it was one thing and then it wasn't <laughs> oh. it, there was so much character build up and then by the end of it it's just uh, uh, he's probably drowned by now he's it's probably fine. drowned uh, <laughs> move on with the story <laughs> oh he's uh, still alive out there somewhere I'm sure in our dreams maybe in our dreams in all of mine uh, <laughs> oh. And uh, finally, well, we all know and love him uh, and his antics as Enkidu Kai in the regular campaign, uh, but this time featuring as Judge, the legendary blade-wielding paladin of critical smiting and potentially Dwayne's new best friend, it's the incomparable Daryl Bailey. Hey. Oh, hey, guys. How's everybody feeling? Good. Oh, Good. <laughs> doing well. I have to ask. I have to ask Daryl a question because this is the first time that it's really registered with me that Enkidu's full name is Enkidu Kai. Yes. Is Enkidu Kai paced better than the original Enkidu? <laughs> <laughs> that was that was a nerd joke. Oh my that gosh. was a nerd joke. <laughs> <laughs> is he just generally better pacing and better voice acting as well um, than the yeah, original in Kido? Yeah. Magical, <laughs> you know, the magic of editing. Like it's it's all down to that. 
It's, it's a mighty yeah. power. Not to be it's underestimated. Yeah. yeah. It's a DBZ joke. Yeah, it is. If anybody is completely confused. Come on. Dragon Ball Z notoriously has horrible pacing. Terrible. And then they did a re-edited version called Dragon Ball Z Kai. Yeah. Mm. 20 episode fights produced to like, what, three or four? Wonderful. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, wonderful. Just reasonable pacing. Yeah. <laughs> Let me your energy with one episode. Anyway. <laughs> uh... <laughs> <laughs> so much less staring. People so blink. People get a lot more yeah. opportunities to blink so now. Those cross menacingly. His yeah. power level. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to yeah. reintroduce this actually. So today we're going to be talking about <laughs> Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> 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 so all you uh, people who came here to talk about their fantastic voice I could legitimately I mean <laughs> yeah I could legitimately start talking I, I was just same. about to go off on a full tangent about the Super Saiyan 3 transformation in Kai but I'll save it I'll save it because we have to go actual questions beyond. yeah and it, it, yo, yo check out the new podcast the screams though <laughs> If you haven't listened to the, if you've listened to the original screams, listen to the Kai Ooh. screams. The Kai screams, he sounds like he is dying. <sighs> like the original screams, it's like, yeah. This one, it's like it's physically painful. Yes. It sounds like <laughs> for him to achieve this level of it power. The weather and his, come on, like it was some yeah. Effort. <laughs> it it makes it sound more yeah. intense. It's it's a more intense transformation. Good. Yeah. So no, no, no. Please carry on. I'm, I'm <laughs> <a journalist>. yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm here. Should I this. throw it over to you? I mean, you, you throw it over to me. I'm actually going to throw it straight back at Jasper uh, oh. because Jasper is the only one who, prior to this, had not played with no small roles. And oh, generally, when we get people in the no small questions, we'll give them this question. Uh, so, Jasper. As it's your first time on No Small Questions, uh, let's get to know you a little better. Uh, How did you first discover Dungeons & Dragons? I first discovered Dungeons & Dragons when I was, like, very young, uh, playing at a friend's house. They had, like, the board game box version where they had, like, set characters. and It was very kind of, like, uh, linear dungeon crawly. I don't think Mm. it was, like, pure Dungeons & Dragons. It was, like, a... Kind of like what Hasbro are trying to do now, like, you know, like a little kind of package, like, here's an adventure you can go on, and it's all very, like, easy and whatever. Kind of D&D light. Yeah, yeah. very, very d d light, but effectively it was the same premise. Uh, so that was my first iteration of it. Uh, had a horrible time uh, because my friends had only <laughs> let me play a mage, and I was like, this sucks. I just die all the time. Um, <laughs> and so anyway, I didn't then kind of uh, interact with it at all for... Many, many moons. And it was like one of those things where as soon as... Because actually Jeremy kind of reintroduced it to me when I was... Uh, when, like, literally not even a, a, like three something years ago, three, four years ago, something like that, Jeremy? Three, three years, years ago, ago. Just over... Well, about three and, three and, half and a half years, years ago, ago. Almost. And, and it was one of those things where I was like, oh, this is the thing that's been missing from my life. Mm. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, I've basically been playing D&D for the longest time. Like, when I was in, like, secondary school, I was, like, I literally made a, a kingdom-based role-playing game for all of my friends. Oh, wow. And they all play as leaders of their nation, and it was basically, Sick. like, Risk, but you got to play as, like, fantasy nations, and I gave them all their own units. Ooh. And then whenever, like, at lunchtime, if, like, two people wanted to go to war, at lunchtime we'd get together and role-play what the two leaders would say to each other and try to avoid war and stuff <laughs> like that. So I was like, I've basically been playing like tabletop role-playing games like most of my life. And then oh, I was suddenly so like, cool. oh, great. This is like a fun, structured thing that's easy for me to understand and is going to allow me to immerse myself so entirely and completely. This sounds perfect. <laughs> uh, so yeah, about three and a half years ago, Jeremy 
uh, ran a game for me and some castmates down in a show. We did in Sirencester because there's absolutely nothing to do in Sirencester. Like, I, I, nope. I mean, I really, there's a Waitrose. Admire mm. the fields. Like, honestly, there's some, <laughs> there's some sheep, there's a Waitrose, and then there's a theater. But we were in the theater, so we couldn't go to the, like, we were doing the show. <laughs> so we couldn't go see the show, you know what I mean? Um, and so Jeremy was like, hey, we've got, like, a ton of time off and, like, absolutely nothing to do. Do you want to play Dungeons and Dragons? We all got together. We played a big game of Dungeons and Dragons. I immediately rolled like a one trying to jump out of a tree. Absolutely <laughs> ate the ground trying to kill these bats. It was hilarious. And I was like, yep, yeah, I'm in. This is entirely my whole life now. Yeah. Um, Were you a mage that time? Uh... No. No, no, no. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I, was, of course, I was, of course, an edgy rogue uh, who thought they were cool. They, had, they, they did have some cool moments. And actually, to be fair, still to this day, I think one of my my crowning moments in my life was landing the final blow on an elder brain in that campaign at the end when we got to the end of the show we fought an elder brain and i landed the final blow and it was truly <laughs> still to this day i feel a a overwhelming sense of pride yeah. <laughs> despite the fact i've killed many a like many a stronger monster since then i turned an elder brain into chum uh, and <laughs> he teleported behind its uh he teleported into its tank behind its force field mm. and then just sneak attacked it from oh, inside wow. it was Sick. it was an amazing That's moment legendary. it was an amazing moment and yeah. i truly was like i think it was like that was a moment where i was like oh this is going to be a lot in time and a, a, a lot of my time and a lot of my money now that's yeah like instantly it does kind of hit in that you moment. like that doesn't it do you know it? what yeah. i mean yeah. it was like oh this is it now okay i can't i can't go back to life because why would i want to when i could be killing elder brains as yeah. my as <laughs> yeah. my edgy... fantasy's better guys exactly yeah. as my edgy Honestly. rogue which i named after a character in my favorite fantasy book like this is perfect yeah. like i'm in i'm in literally in dreamland right now <laughs> who did eventually become an arcane uh trickster yeah. he was originally a swashbuckler yeah. so you did kind of become a semi yeah i did actually it's true and then ah. i started branching out and now i've got spells i've introduced i've started doing spell casting now and it feels kind of hard to go back honestly uh <laughs> even though i love hitting things i'm like i mm. like there's things to do and you drank that mage kool-aid eventually uh, you came yeah, around and then once you've got them you kind of you go back to playing a pure melee class and you're like oh yeah. this is all i can do <laughs> yeah. ah, damn it but if only uh, i had hypnotic <laughs> pattern right now <laughs> like, <you know? laughs> so yeah definitely so that yeah, that's a very long-winded uh answers to no my, i love it uh, i don't, I don't think it's long-winded i want to hear all your backstory tell, <laughs> tell me everything <laughs> um that also you're you're part of a dnd podcast yourself with three mm. black halflings yeah uh, could you guys tell us like how how that actually began uh, was it like a conversation between you two or did one come to the other with this like, I got an idea kind of thing? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess... It kind of came out of that campaign. Yeah, it came out of that mm, campaign. Yeah. We, me and basically that that group was like, hey, we kind of, we wanted to, they wanted to carry on playing uh, like over lockdown because everyone was just bored and was like, can we do stuff? And so uh, Jeremy was already running stuff, like running a game I, and I was already running a game like at the same time. So we were like, oh, we don't like really have enough time to like DM both of us. And so we sort of came together and we're like, oh, we'll DM, we'll like co-DM uh, a thing. And then basically just usually ended up meaning that whenever we had a uh, like a DM planning session, we plan for about... 20 minutes and just talk shop for like four hours on the phone um and i remember like one particular night we were up till quite late and i was like i feel like this is kind of like 
you know, not to like toot my own horn, but I was like, these are kind of some funny conversations. Like we were being very silly and like, you know, kind of taking the mick out of it and discussing some of the problematic elements. Cause I think we were kind of both discovering some of those, some of those things like for the first time, like Jeremy would go away, watch a video and be like, Hey, I saw this thing. This is kind of weird. Right. And I'll be like, yeah. And then we talk about it for a bit. And yeah. And I think it basically just kind of, I was like, yeah, Hey, do you want to, uh, try this as a podcast and then the funniest thing <laughs> i always tell is the the story of i'm now referring to as episode zero uh which is basically where me and jeremy decided we we're like right yeah we're, we're gonna record a podcast we got on zoom i was recording on my phone and by on my phone not like on headphones i literally mean i put the phone like on my laptop in front of me and then frequently would see like a notification on my phone, realize it was distracting me from talking in the podcast that I was doing. And so I'd like put it under the duvet or something. But, oh. <laughs> and then you didn't hear me rustling. Yes. And, be like, oh, <laughs> and then as I like got it back out to put back on the thing and I was like, all oh, right. And then Jeremy managed to point a fan behind him directly <laughs> into his mic. So it was just, <laughs> it was just like, like all you could hear was wind basically for like most of the recording. And, and that was genuinely nearly the death of Three Black Halflings. Like genuinely, that episode was <laughs> nearly like we were oh. nearly like, oh, that was that was that was rubbish. Uh, <laughs> maybe we shouldn't do that. And then uh, we decided to to. I bought a mic, like a proper mic, because Jeremy did have a mic. Uh, and I was like, okay, let's try it again. And then it just so happened that the the night before we were trying again, my friend on Facebook, Unati, who I went to drama school with, was like, mm. oh, I'll uh, had like posted this thing of them like drying out hair extensions in the garden whilst doing this, like they had all the source books around them and they were planning out this epic session. And I was like, an artie likes D and D an artie's also black. Yes. <laughs> and so I was like, an artie, do you want to do this thing? <laughs> and then like a year and a half later, we're like, what the hell happened? <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> so did you yeah. not play like D and D with, Unati before like we we I never met Unati. Jeremy Unati met the 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 pilot episode is genuinely the first they uh, Jeremy Unati literally met I think ten minutes before that on Zoom like that and and I think that was part of the reason I've seen Unati in person one time yeah we've (laughs) never even seen Liv in person that's incredible (laughs) I've never yeah never never met Liv in person there's so much chemistry there though between the three of you wow yeah but I think that was what that was what. It's that actor training, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but Jeremy, I mean, J- Jeremy, you can you can disagree with me if you want, but I felt like that was one of the things where when we listened back to the episode, we were like, oh, oh, there's something here because like you we literally yeah. like even and I say like I'd been to drama school with Nati, but we weren't like super close friends. We've maybe been like it, you know gone to the pub in the same circles a couple of times. It wasn't like we were you know hanging out all the time, or whatever. And I think it was like just that, like it, the, the fact that there was some instant chemistry. I think we were we were both we were just sort of a little bit like, oh, okay. I think there's there might be there might be something here. This might actually be a thing. And then two years later, Brennan's wearing our pin on the Critical Role finale or whatever. I mean, just like whatever. Like that we were like, okay, so okay, cool. okay, whatever. That was <laughs> yeah, it was that was hype as hell. So yeah. yeah. Is that how you remember the origin story, yeah. Jeremy, or was I just like? Uh, yeah. It was pretty similar. I mean, the, I think the main the uh, the main thing that comes to mind that you had you didn't mention is you had also around that same time gone on YouTube mm. to specifically yeah. see 
if there was any black representation in D and D, and the only thing that had really come up was that Terry, Terry Crews critical role. Yeah, that was D and D. Yes, yeah. yeah. There was there was hardly any black mainstream representation in D and D. That and like sketches, like there was a Key and Peele oh, sketch yes. where it was like when you get your gangster oh, cousin to come gosh, play D and D and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah, it was things like that. There was not anything, and there was nothing talking specifically about like diversity and some of the topics that we were talking mm-hmm. about in D and D. Certainly not on YouTube. Mm-hmm. There is now actually shout out to Legal Kimchi, mm-hmm. uh, one of my favorite D and D YouTube channels. He is a man. He's an American man of um oh I think it's Korean and I can't remember. It's basically Latin and Asian descent, mixed mm. race. And he uh he does videos about like the inclusivity and like the politics essentially of Dungeons and Dragons. It also Slovenly Trolls talks about DD from a more feminist standpoint. <laughs> Both of those have emerged since we started, Ooh. but prior to that, I didn't I think Asians represent probably existed. Yeah prior to us but i i didn't there was nobody black and not as a, a talk show i think either as well i think that was the biggest thing that um yeah. it wasn't didn't feel like it was there it was just like it was all it was all actual, it was all actual play. play stuff so it felt like it, yeah, it, yeah it definitely felt like there was a, a, a gap there and uh yeah yeah turns out there was <laughs> yeah yeah and even it adding on to what jasper said even before listening back i would say in the room when we initially recorded the the episode zero it didn't i think because we were both nervous and mm. whatnot and just not very experienced with this sort of thing it did not have the same flow no. and excitement that no. our regular conversations <laughs> had but when we added unati yeah. there uh we definitely felt that there was a very good that there was an excellent chemistry yeah. there yeah between the and three of us and so in the moment recording it was always really in the air with you guys yeah yeah and i think generally like yeah. the balance is always better when there's three of us in the room we always found like we you know we found cause we've done episodes where it's just been two of us and uh, but i think generally they've gotten better since episode zero yeah, they got a lot better <laughs> yeah let me, let me tell you that the audio quality is better that's for sure like we got some we got some good mics <laughs> but even like i think i think all i i completely agree with jasper that the best episodes are the ones that have three of us as opposed to just two but even the two i think uh, when there's just two of us uh i think even those episodes the level has come yeah. up along the Definitely. way you just point so, your yeah. fan in a different direction they're perfect yeah yeah i have a fan on right <laughs> yeah. now i've just gotten better yeah, at absolutely. i bet nobody knew <laughs> well done <laughs> yeah 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 it's all about is we we got the uh we got these these fancy new mics which i'm like oh i can leave the window open it's great and you don't hear anything on the recording i love these things they so. are very fancy i gotta say for everybody that can't see there's like an on-air sign uh, behind oh, yeah. Jasper right now which <laughs> yep. I freaking love uh, yep. my mom got me that as a, like a joke for Christmas that I was like I'm 100% useless but <laughs> yeah. you know what's really interesting though it actually genuinely is so useful because basically the way I'm set up is that like every all my screens are like facing away from the door so the door is like there which means that if my fiance comes into the room she can't tell whether i'm like on a meeting or in like or in podcast recording and so i'll have the on-air sign on and so she'll know if that's on she has to be like she'd like to tiptoe around the room whereas it's off she'll be like hey (laughs) so Uh... i always put it on for meetings and stuff and it genuinely (laughs) kind of like fulfills the purpose now so uh, i love this thing it's very useful I love that. I wish my dog could read those things. That would be amazing. <laughs> That'd be so helpful, right? Uh, yeah, scratching at the door and stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You could just about hear it in the background. Mm. Um, uh, amazing, guys. And actually, I'm going to jump onto the next question because we're, we're, we're coming back to kind of congratulating you guys. Uh, so, Jasmine, yeah. Jeremy, uh, don't worry. 
Daryl, we're going to get to you. Uh, yeah, fine, <laughs> fine, dude. But, um, Thanks for, sorry, Daryl, we just ran out of time. Oh, buddy. Uh, <laughs> but yes, uh, I believe this is a question from Ben, uh, who said, huge congratulations on three black laughing. Three black halflings, sorry, reaching one million downloads. Uh, yeah. 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 What do you think are the magic ingredients or spell components uh, uh, that have helped it resonate with your audience? If we tell you, we'd have to kill you. No, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Please tell us. <laughs> um, oh, boy. Uh, does I think... I yeah, have an answer Jeremy, to go this. For it. I've got some thoughts, but... Okay. I think it's a combination of several factors. I think the moment at which we hit mm. was very... First of all, it, we were filling a niche that had not really been filled at the time. Mm-hmm. Also, I think the fact that in the summer of 2020, a podcast about racial issues by three black people uh, appealing specifically to a liberal audience was very excellent timing, kind of coincidentally very very helpful timing because it made people the the, uh, the audience of people who would be more receptive to a show like that even more receptive than they might have been normally yeah, i think people would like uh, searching I, to engage with material yeah. like yes, that at the time yeah. as well yeah yes uh, i i completely agree uh i think those are a couple of the uh factors i think the fact that the show involves a lot of laughter and joking around and tends to be pretty lighthearted in and not uh, not overly intellectual uh, about the 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 topics that were like approaching ser- deep topics, but in a pretty accessible mm. way. I think also makes it a lot easier to get into. That for a lot of people who might otherwise be kind of afraid of those topics or might find those topics to be like overly sad i think that i think those are some of the big initial Mm. points but then on top of that we were very fortunate to have really the first person was rick perry who noticed our show who's the he does the sets for dimension 20 he does the sets and minis for dimension 20 he's like the leader of their team and he noticed us and he was our in to get lou wilson on the show and then brennan on the show and then around that around the same time um Christina Ariel has started following us and we were able to get like a lot mm. of big names on the show very early yeah. on. And those people helped boost us significantly. Yeah. And then, and then headgum, obviously once yeah. the, that boost put us in a position to be able to sign with headgum, which then the sort of sistership that we've had with NADPOD has drastically boosted us even yeah. further. So yeah, yeah, that's, that's how I would, that's, that's what mm. I would say. happened. Yeah. I th- yeah, no, sorry, you go, go, Sam. No, I was just going to ask, uh, like, do you think the, because, like, it was, a, it was a while before you guys started, like, bringing your actual play stuff onto the podcast as well. Did that have a boost as well? Or did that just kind of bolster the audience that you already have? Do you know what? I th- it definitely boosted. Yeah, I th- do you know what I think with actually with the actual play is that I don't think it gets, like, it doesn't get, like, drastically better numbers than our other stuff. But what I think it did is it gave people another way to engage with the show. Like, right, a different... Yeah. It added, like, an extra dimension whereby people could, like, do fan art or people could, you know, talk about characters and theories. And do you know what I mean? I think it just gave people, like, another dimension, another way to engage. So I think it was a lot of the same people. I, we've I've had been on stream, spoken to people, whatever, who said they've listened to, like, our actual plays, like, three times through, which wow. I think is yeah absolutely bananas but like uh but but but, you know and i I think that's helped i mean absolutely i have to give huge props here to to our resident dm jeremy cobb because he genuinely does bring to life such unique worlds and 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 Mm -hmm. uh, and places that i do genuinely think you don't get uh, anywhere else and i think that is one of the bigger one of the biggest sells for us as a show like that's what we had with the main that like the main podcast and i was kind of 
not worried, but I was like, can we replicate that with actual play? Like, there's so much actual play out there. Like, are we going to be able to find, like, hit a truly unique chord um, with it? And I and I have to give full props to Jeremy because, I mean, every time he does it, even when we don't do, like, a specifically, like, you know, like, Africa-inspired or, you know, diversity-inspired setting, he still just, like, absolutely knocks out of the park. Like, City mm-hmm. of the Black Crows we just did, oh I think, again, was that just was such a unique... awesome setting and uh like we've had we've had big we can't say anything yet but we've had big people message just because they want to guest on city of the black rose to be like if this comes back Mm -hmm. can can i play in it and like these are like big ttrpg people who and we're like i mean yeah of course like obviously (laughs) yeah Yeah. i think the original the only real boost from the actual play that we've had in terms of the actual numbers would be outlaws and obelisk Mm, yes definitely and that was because of the involved partially because of the involvement of emily axford uh Mm. from nadpod i think that she brought a huge number of nadpod so good to listen to as well Uh, she came up with it was absolutely incredible and i think just on the success thing as well like I think it's like worth saying that, you know, from day one, like exactly like you guys, I mean, I was listening to those roles like all day today and exactly like you guys, it was about being like as professional as possible, like from day one, like making everything sound as po- as, like, as well as we could have done. And no, don't get me wrong, like our early stuff, I think sounds like trash compared to where we are now, but it was all about like doing the best we could, like yeah. wh- from where we were at and everything. Um, mm-hmm. And I like, you know, we were very, very lucky to have uh, Jade, my fiance, who put so much time and effort into, you know, co- really coming up with like a strategy of like how we released things and, you know, keeping mm-hmm. all of us like on top of mm-hmm. like a schedule. So that, I mean, we've literally, I think, including this week in the last two years, because our two year anniversary on uh, last Saturday, I think we have missed three Mondays in two years. And mm-hmm. uh, only one of them was out of like, a we just don't have time to like get something together like the other two Mm. were like one was christmas and the other one was like do you know what it's our two-year anniversary we're taking (laughs) a week off for like we can afford we've literally like barely missed an episode and i think but i generally think like that level of consistency is absolutely key and the fact that like we had the main episode the main episodes which came out every single monday it just meant people could it was just right there in your feed it kept coming i think that made a, a, a really big difference and i think that like you know because i've seen some tr- like truly incredible shows and i'm like how are your numbers not as good as ours and they're like oh we release like once every two months and i'm like oh right okay well it's just i think it's just that frequency yeah. like there's so much content out there now that sometimes it's just really difficult to follow something if it's not like readily available kind of all the time I mean, I completely agree with you. I was listening to like an actual play. Uh, I think it was like a Star Wars rip that they were doing. And it, it started off where they were doing it like, you know, every every week or every couple of weeks. And then it started to stretch until like a month and then two months. And then, yeah. you know, b- before you know it, it's like you wait half a year and then they'll release an episode. But it just kind of goes, goes under the radar a bit. I, yeah. I, feel like I love with that one. But yeah. But don't get me wrong. I also want to say for anyone who's out there like trying to make this stuff, it's so freaking hard. Mm. Like we <laughs> yeah. have worked. <laughs> like we have yeah. absolutely worked for like no reward. <laughs> like zero zilch <laughs> nada. Well, monetarily. Yeah, sort of, yes. like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there have been other rewards. I'm talking about like, yeah, literally like the, in terms of like the amount of hours we put in seeing uh, and then seeing my bank account and being like, oh, I'm only spending money on this thing. What this <laughs> doesn't seem sensible yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah but yeah i mean uh it's changing slowly uh which is amazing but yeah it's uh so i'm not saying yeah i'm absolutely not saying that from a point of like oh it's super easy just release an episode every week guys come on what are you doing do you know what i mean like that's because that's yeah. like not helpful advice <laughs> 
And the fact that we do, I think, shorter campaigns also helps Mm, because it means that we're able to spend more time on each campaign with the post-production side of Mm -hmm. things. And it also means that it's easier for a person to come and listen to one. So I think there's a there's like a double uh, advantage there where it's with a lot of long running shows. If you're on, for example, like episode 98, Mm. it can be very difficult for a new person, especially if you're doing like three hours an episode (laughs) to be like, so I got to listen to (laughs) to 90. I have to listen to over 300 hours of audio in order to get to where you are now. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Like it's that's that's all that's a big old investment. Whereas if it's like, oh, we're doing 16 episodes or 20 episodes or four episodes and all the episodes are around two hours. It's a much shorter investment so it's much easier for a person to engage with and i think the the fact that it is the actual play is not the whole show also helps in terms of production the fact that uh it's much easier to edit a talk show than it is to edit all of the sound effects and all the different audios and all the stuff that you have to do with an actual play show so. And that's all stuff that you also much easier hand to over to, to record Johnny, right? Because you don't want to you don't want to deal with that. Just just let Johnny do the sound, or do you still end up doing a lot of it yourself? Johnny actually only provides us the music. Yep. We have to oh. shout out Dan and uh, his team. Kai. I think it's currently Dan and Seth are the yes. main ones, but he, they also he's getting more and more of a team together. Yeah. Dan, who is we we were connected with him through Headgum. Yep. Dan is actually he was the sound designer he's on still God is. of War. He's, wow. working, on, he's, still he's is. working on Ragnarok. Yeah. Right he's now. really good. Oh yes. <laughs> He, yeah. he, he does he beast. does our audio editing like there's that a reason a there's yeah. a reason Outlaw's wow. Outlaws sounds like absolute fire like wow. there was yeah. a distinct moment where I listened back to a moment where I did something in the actual play and was like there is no way what I did was that cool like <laughs> what <laughs> like it was like it just it sounded like this super badass solo moment where I'm like what the hell this sounds incredible so yeah big shout out to Dan yeah, yeah pre Headgum, it was yeah. all me, myself, and Jade doing all of the editing. And the day that we joined Headgum, and they were like, "Oh, we can provide you with an editor." And I, like my soul lifted. Jerry was on that call, <laughs> and Jerry he was like, "I think I, I just saw Jasper's soul like, <laughs> like go up to heaven." <laughs> like he's the oh music yeah, literally, literally, yeah. Because <laughs> I can see clearly <laughs> now. Like immediately when that happened. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, but also, do oh, I do have to so uh, cool. uh, shout out Johnny yeah, because the, the level of the music. Mm. He, Johnny does not do all of the music. Some of the music is like for uh that we get from like various audio banks and so forth but in terms of the like he does the character themes he does the show themes and the man absolutely crushes it the music is another level the level of the music man yeah like and it it uh, it is to the point where it's like like jasper was saying where it's like we listen to him like i feel like this music is better than the show (laughs) yes all the time all the time We've got the same with some artwork coming out as well. Oh, my word. Oh, oh my you, gosh. People aren't ready. People are yeah. not ready. <laughs> oh, well, that, uh, <laughs> that, was, uh, that was a really good answer to that question. And congrats again for a million followers at uh, downloads. That is, that is genuinely incredible. And happy uh, second anniversary, guys. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you. We only bought. We only had to buy nine hundred thousand of those. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's it's so really, good that, it's my, really great. that my parents yeah. are hedge fund owners. Otherwise, this thing would be real tough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have sweatshops yeah, of no, children. No, imagine working on hard yourself on repeat. Yeah. <laughs> no way. No way. <laughs> nah. Man. Nah. Nah. I'm not about that life. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh, finally. Uh, okay, uh, let's uh, let, let's have another question. Uh, question three. Uh, 
<laughs> We've been show for 35 minutes on two questions. Two hours later. No, sorry. No, not at all, not at all. Keep it coming, keep it coming. Do you know what? This is for all of you. So I think, Daryl, I'm going to I'm gonna ask you first. Uh, so you, can, you can come in here and give us yeah. your input. Sure. Uh, so this is from Mike C, who has asked you, are D&D podcasts one of the most representative forms of media at the moment? You know, pretty much every podcast seems to have a mix of races, genders, sexualities, etc., uh, because that's what the players want. What are your thoughts on this, Daryl? Um, I say yes. I mean, like, I feel like I feel like with podcasting, like the power's entirely into your own hands. Like I, how I started with no small roles. I had, similar to Jasper, I was on my phone on a shoebox mm. recording mm-hmm. something. You had a desire to do something and put something out there that represents you and what you believe in, and what you stand for. And then you can easily find the means to do it with a Zoom, Audacity, and the internet, like most of which are free. You can actually put that out there. And there's a good community for networking in the podcasting word, world. Um, so I said, yeah, more so than like most um, other than like TV or maybe YouTube, but like podcasting, I, th- I think if you are seeking for that kind of like representation of yourself, like it's easier to find. Versus, yeah, like I said, um, other mediums on the internet. Mm. Mm. And I, I suppose it's the case that D&D is so weird and wonderful. You can, you can put yeah. anything into it. You can, you can go for any, you know, outside of your own as well is encouraged. That's the whole point. You're supposed yeah, to yeah, yeah. make it immersive, make everyone feel comfortable in this world. Um, mm. Yeah, I'm going to open out the, the question to Jasper and Jeremy as well. I would say, yeah, I think it is one of the more representative formers for sure. I think that there are plenty of podcasts that we don't know about that don't, that are not particularly diverse. Mm. But I think what it is, is because it is ultimately, in terms of actual play at least, a performative medium, you're going to skew then towards actors, which means you're going to skew towards people who are probably more left leaning, which means you're going to see many more sexualities, gender identities, and races represented Mm. on average. You're going to see people who are more interested in trying to do that. Uh, so I, and I think the fact also that we lack the same gatekeepers that you might have in say the acting industry in terms of like auditioning for things, you, they, because those gatekeepers don't exist to the same extent and you can just make a podcast with your friends. Uh, yes, I would say that is that, that the answer is yes. And that is mainly why, in my opinion. I think that I would say, like, yes, with a, like a tiny little bit of no, which is purely that I do think that a lot of the people uh, at the like very top, a lot of like the most well-known people, I think there is still a slight lack of diversity in that pool. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that the one thing that the one kind of like caveat or concern that I have is I do feel like we are still in this slightly old uh, thing with. Um, with TTRPGs, gaming in general, where there is like, it's not, it's so much there's gatekeepers, but like, because for instance, like I've met a lot of the like biggest, like bigger people in, in TTRPGs. We've interviewed a lot of them and they are like truly the most wonderful and like, amazing human beings like matt mercer genuinely is one of the nicest freaking human beings i've ever met in my life you've met matt mercer yeah i went for dinner i went for i went for sushi with him it was very cool (laughs) um yeah we also had him on the show show as well yeah um oh my god yeah okay extremely cool i haven't listened to that one yet (laughs) (laughs) you gotta go check it out it's a good app it's it's a really good app oh my Um, god was this corgi there (laughs) <laughs> anyway, carry on. No, no unfortunately, there important. was no corgi. There was just really good sushi and uh, lots of uh, lots of uh, yeah. inside a gun game. Yes, 
and yes, uh, and a gun gator. Um, but the point <laughs> I'm making is that yeah, oh, the same. Um, yeah. <laughs> sorry, I've blown someone's mind. Yeah, the gun gator. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, the. I think the, the, the gatekeepers aren't there in that sense, but the, what you do have is you do have this like kind of very loud uh, like minority of of people who make it difficult for people like uh, people like diversity like people from diverse backgrounds uh, or different genders to get into the space, and like even when they're there, they kind of make them not want to. Do you know what I mean? Like you know mm. going back to like the fact that emily axford is the only one that gets any kind of grief on nadpod do you know what i mean for like doing the wrong mm. thing or the wrong mm. move or the whatever you know what i mean so that's like the one caveat i think i would say is that like at the very top like i'm still there's still like a part of me that's like nervous about our continued success because i'm like it's coming mm. like eventually we're gonna get to a point where some cis guys are gonna be like white guys are gonna be like ah we're gonna they're gonna have a problem with us do you know what i mean yeah, yeah and yeah and we haven't had the wide we haven't had the mega wide exposure exactly. yet to where the people who would seriously have a problem mm. with us have started to pay yeah, attention because yeah, yeah. we don't pull any punches on the show either like we'll do you know what i mean we're straight calling people out when i feel like we're less nice than other people are where they're like hey guys <laughs> you know this is for everyone and we're like nah if you're racist fuck you <laughs> like we, we don't <laughs> yeah. do you know what I mean? we're not like we don't mean any words so that's the only tiny caveat i'd say is 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 that this small vocal minority which you know i think is changing and a lot of people are working very very hard to change is still present and can be a little bit of a a friction i think for some people going to like the next level you know what i mean and like having people go to the next level but we've got great people like you know critical role who are championing you know people like abria and stuff like that all the time and elevating them which is amazing so yeah mm-hmm. yeah oh thank you guys okay let's go for uh what i think it's probably time that we talk about the Dwayne series uh <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, there's a podcast. Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's another reason yeah, that we're yeah, here. Like four episodes. We, there was this guy, this bard guy slash dragon slash thing. But anyway, why don't we talk a little bit about that, and then and then we'll get back to this. Uh, so, <laughs> so uh, Jeremy, uh, we're going to have a question for you first. This is from uh, Ross Meekle, rhymes with treacle. So, Got to say that every time. Lovely. Assuming this was mostly recorded after your reply to Gwen in the uh, main NSR arc. What's it like playing a character, uh, sorry, playing a campaign where you know that canonically you're alive by the end? <laughs> like, does that take away any of the stakes for you? Oh, hmm. um, no, <laughs> because it, it, first of all, thank you, Ross Meikle Rhymes with Treacle for your question. Uh, no, it did not, because I could have died. Who knows? Maybe Dwayne dies and then just like, I don't know the time frame between the recording of this and when that, uh, when that message gets sent, especially because I don't think the message, I don't think the episode in which the message is said had actually been released yet. So I don't think I'd even, I don't think I even knew the time frame. Oh, uh, when we actually recorded this, we recorded this like last year. Uh, and I don't, I don't think that episode had even been released. So I didn't know maybe months had passed. Maybe Maybe there was like a multi-year time skip. <laughs> so for all I know, like anything could have happened. Maybe they moved into and a also, slowdown. Yeah. Also, uh, yeah, exactly. listen to exactly. David's uh, DM before. I mean, I know, uh, nice and forgiving is not, I don't think, at the top of the list. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> true. <laughs> Colin DeBarge in disguise or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I, and honestly, also the stakes for this were mostly, I think, emotional rather than, uh, than like plot wise at least from my perspective even going into it i figured that it was going to be more of like 
oh, what, not just what does Dwayne do, but like, how does it affect Dwayne? Especially listening to No Small Roles. A lot of the show is not just how, like, what are the characters doing, but how does it affect them and as people and their relationships with yeah. each other? Amazing. Good that it didn't take away any of the stakes, and I'm, I'm, I'm a bit sad that you thought you were going to die. I, I, I thought these guys <laughs> would do on, anything Sam. to protect Come Dwayne. On. <laughs> it, it could I, I, there was a moment with all the spores going off where I was yeah. like, you, you're going to yeah. die. Yeah. Let's lie, this could be the end. <laughs> it could have been it. Yeah. He's going to be the last alive, because he's not dead. Shut up. Uh, right, anyway, uh, <laughs> we've got another question for you, Jeremy, uh, but this one is from Pippa who I believe is around to ask her question. Uh, so, Pippa, Ooh. I'm going to hand it over to you. Hi, guys. What's up? Hi, Jeremy. Hey, Pippa. My question for you is, what do you anticipate Dwayne's priorities might be now that Arthur seems to no longer be pursuing him? Do you think Dwayne has learned from Arthur's warning? <laughs> uh, thank you. Uh, that's, a great, that's a great question, Pippa. I think that Dwayne's, resp- uh, I think Dwayne's priorities right now are probably to try and like form some relationships like some friend relationships he doesn't really have any friends like not friends that he's consistently around and i feel like at the end of it felt to me like the end of that at the end of that series he had kind of formed a little bit of an adventuring party so i think the it's he's actively going to try and help search for tharnak he's going to help well uh try and help judge find some of these relics uh he's like i think it's like oh okay yeah uh it's i think that's kind of what he's going to do in the short term and whether he has learned i think that's going to be a process i think it's i think Dwayne's default has been lying just to get his way and to get out of things for so long that it's going to take a while for him to sort of rewire his impulses but uh i think in the long run hopefully he will hopefully (laughs) because you I remember you saying like you talked about this quite a lot in the I think it was like episode three when you were you were having that conversation with Arthur and and before with with Triff where it was like basically the core of Dwayne is is his fear and that was the it was his fear his you know how scared he was of the situation that led him to run away all those different times so do you think that's that's now something that he's actively combating is like don't be afraid to have people around you kind of thing. Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't have that thing hanging over him and that's where he's like, "Oh, I can sort of settle for a little bit and explore just being a dude, mm. hanging out with people and being a person and not being afraid all the time." And I think that's going to be it's going to take a while to kind of recover more from that. But yeah, I think that's kind of his I think recovery is like <laughs> his, his next step. Okay, uh Pippa, you got another one, I think. Thank you, Jeremy. My second question goes to all three of you, I guess. Collectively, was there a conscious decision to play characters of different classes to the main No Small Roles characters? Hmm. Oh. I and I can say from myself, I, I don't think I did. Did I did I did I I don't think I did. I'm pretty sure I just just chose a cleric. I can't remember now, actually. It's been a while since we recorded. But I don't remember it being a conscious choice. And I think I had quite a fun flavor for the character that I came up with. So I was like, this is what I'm going with. So yeah, I don't think it was. I mean, I'm, I'm guessing, was it uh, for you, Daryl? Definitely for me. I know this is like uh, the second or third time we've had like a little mini mini campaign aside from like the main campaign. It's nice. I've been playing in Kiri for two, almost two years now. <laughs> so it's nice to like have Whoa. something, someone that's a little different. So yeah, def- most definitely. Uh, for me, I, I played Dwayne as a bard because... He was a bard. All he was already established as a bard. So in my, for my, it was just like, yeah, I just played him as a bard because that was what he was. 
I love that. And I also, I kind of wonder, did you guys choose characters that could potentially see through Dwayne's lies? Because I noticed both of you had really good insight. <laughs> I did wonder whether you were like, right, this is a Dwayne Fabuloso one. He's got that silver tongue thing going on. I'm going to read for his bullshit. This is very funny, actually. I don't think... Uh, do you know what? I do think I I, I I definitely knew like enough of Dwayne's character where I was like, this could potentially be like something that comes up. But I think I just took, I think I just took, like I just had naturally very, very good insight because I was high wisdom as a cleric. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that was what it was. I don't think it was a conscious choice to see through any of Dwayne. It wasn't mm-hmm. any metagaming on my part to be like, thing is, it didn't help me anyway because Tharnak is such a like, just forgiving and just like yeah. go with the flow dude anyway that i really don't i really don't think it actually uh would have made a difference even if he so i mean i think every time he knew that uh, like Dwayne was lying he was just like yeah but if you could just be more chill like it's fine yeah. i'm not i'm not angry just be more chill you know what i mean well, like, yeah you did like hand on the shoulder moment it was really cute it's like hey i know you're lying about this but it's cool yeah, you know, it was just so un- yeah. he's so unbelievably calm about the lying <laughs> i would have been like what the hell man <laughs> yeah in stark contrast just... to juna when she found out exactly. about <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah man um I, I didn't either i mean um thinking back to Ha, I edited a chat between David and Jeremy about the creation of Dwayne. I was like, what? This character's broken. Um, you'd have to roll, even on a natural 20, most characters won't be able to see through his deceptions. And I thought, mm. there's no point. I'm not going to bother. But mm. I wonder if I created <laughs> Judge with the with that being one of his functions to see through his bullshit for some roleplay thing. I think I'll be capping his potential to be a character of his own right rather than being an yeah. accessory to Dwayne's journey. Do you know what mm. I mean? So mm. I just, I, I knew I just wanted to create a character that was, that has a sense of duty, who is different to Enkidu, a bit more open and friendlier and has like his own personal mantras to help people. So whether they're lying or not, he will still have the pure intention to want to be a friendly and caring person. So now it wasn't a conscious decision to want to, try and see through his bullshit it's just a happy accident mm. yeah. Whereas, yeah. Yeah. my mission in life is to be an accessory to anything that jeremy cobb does because oh. he does great stuff so that was absolutely my intention was just, just to be a cool compliment to dwayne yeah, not a bad place to be yeah. exactly it's a great if i can if i can ride on this guy's coattails for the rest of my life i'm fine like i'm chill i'm going places if that's the case oh that's glowing Okay, uh, another question then. Actually, these are questions for you, Jasper, because uh, they are all very much uh, Thonite related. So the first one is from Karen, who's asked, uh, do I have to start a justice for Tarnak to bring him back? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, thank you, Karen. I really appreciate that. Um, I uh, Look, listen, if, the, if this is what the people need, if this is what the people want, well, the people will get. I genuinely think that Tharnak might be dead purely because I think it's more funny <laughs> that his whole thing is diving and fishing. <laughs> he drowns. Like, I do genuinely feel like that is a little bit too funny to miss that opportunity, but I'm a big fan of the Reborn subclass, uh, of uh, mm, like, like race or whatever. Yeah. I feel like there's stuff Ooh. we could do with this. Do you know what I mean? To make it narratively <laughs> satisfying and, you know. Tharnak comes back as a revenant Ooh. to hunt 
Ooh, judge in much the same way as Art did. You left. Oh my god. What did we mess with that? I bored you. How crazy would that be? How crazy would that be? I would genuinely listen to a campaign where Vicky's character, the barbarian, I can't remember the name now, but is like chasing Dwayne, has decided wants to destroy the dragon, and then you've got Tharnak and Judge running to the other side of the world and would just flip between the two. I've become Dwayne. I hate myself. Yeah, you're on a mission to find Dwayne to help you take down the murderous The pivotal episode, the pivotal scene is me therapizing a judge. Like he's on a couch and Dwayne's sitting there with some glasses. So how did that make you feel? Empty inside. Oh my God. I would be on the picket line for justice for Tharnak. Yeah, yeah. Um, 100%. So, uh, another question then uh, yeah. about Tharnak from, uh, from me this time. So are there any plans for the further adventures of Tharnak the Drowned? Uh, and if not, why not? <laughs> I genuinely would love to think uh, Tharnak back. I, it's so funny that... Um, I, I never do it intentionally, but uh, my characters fall into like one of three very distinct categories, whether I like it or not, which is either ball kind of like lovable, like very naive, slightly childlike person, complete and utter asshole, or <laughs> uh, like uh, just com- like showman, uh, you know, bravado or, you know, whatever. Like, and it, and I was, it would, I don't think I even intended it to happen, but just immediately as soon as I opened my mouth, Tharnak, I was just like, I love Tharnak. Oh, he's so lovely. <laughs> um, and I think I kind of enjoyed the idea of just making an orc just really lovable and cuddly, if not slightly, you know, vicious and uh, when he uh, destroys, obliterates a man's head. But, but I... With the best intentions. With, I think it was... I, I still stand by <laughs> yeah. it. I think it was a, the right thing to do, honestly. Like, if it, it... Like, if your friend gets bitten by a zombie, I'm sorry, you've got you to gotta take yeah, care of the it. problem before the, the thing spreads. If more scientists did that, less zombie outbreaks. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. That was a very defensible head smashing. I think smashing. it was a very yeah. defensible head smashing. Yeah, um, 100%. And then when he stood up after that, you were uh, like, oh, yeah. hey. Yeah, that was, that was when I was like, ah. Okay. <laughs> but then you banished him. Yeah, you did. That's yeah, the other thing. You stayed to clean up the banished mess. Banished him. Heat metal. Yeah. He heat just metal. evaporated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. some good, other dimension. Good, good com- that was a good combo. Um, but no, um, I, I would love to bring uh, him back in, in some way, shape, or form. Because, uh, I mean, he's... Yeah, definitely up there with one of my favorite characters that I've played for sure. And I barely got to use like like any of his abilities as well. Like there's like there's yeah. a ton of stuff on there. I remember I was listening back to the episode today and lamenting about how poor my spell choices were <laughs> when I prepared for the day because I was like, man, <laughs> I just picked all the least helpful stuff except for banishment. That was clutch. Yeah, that was great. I've got a, a real image in my mind now, and it's kind of like Bioshock, like Big Daddy style, but yeah, yeah like oh, Tharnak coming back, but mm. like in the deep diver suit and can never take the like Ooh. mask off. There's just like light growing from within. Whoa. Anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll That's write that cool. one. Oh, uh, that's cool. Okay. Okay. I'm going to message Dave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to make sure you book. That's being steamed up by his breath. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Oh, we got to see like a picture of the adventuring party with like the glowing like d- undead Tharnak, yeah, Dwayne in like half I'm dragon kinda, form. I'm kind of getting the vibes that like uh, Tharnak in this iteration would like be like the unrelenting just walk, like slow walk. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like no matter yeah. where you are, the Michael Myers. Yeah, the, yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> yeah. just like I'm just gonna walk, but I will not stop walking. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, you're just gonna oh, have to. Man. You're just gonna have to, you're just gonna have to run. 
Sleep, run, sleep, Judge, because Tharnak's coming for you. <laughs> I love that it's become canon that Tharnak blames Judge now as well. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to accept this. This is where the group wanted to take it. I, know, I, I, take, I take this choice. A yes and this choice. <laughs> You've learned from Judge and become a vengeance paladin. Exactly. Like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what have I done? The name is on your blade. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Uh, and, and finally, uh, for you, Jasper, uh, from Grace, this is, uh, do you actually believe Tharnak is dead? Uh, which kind of little bit maybe maybe not um the answer is clearly yes, yes. <laughs> i mean she's a great believer that no one's dead until a dead body is seen and although david did kind of mention like it takes you a long time to find tharnak he didn't say tharnak's dead body it was mm. it takes you that long to find you so i'd yeah. say you you could still be alive i just very badly scratched up by vines look i have i have my own theories uh, about what is happening to Tharnak right now. And I think David has his own theories. Uh, well, mm. no, in fact, David knows what happened to Tharnak. And uh, I'll tell you what I'm going to do, Grace. Great question. I'm going to hit up David after this. I'm going to find out for you. And then maybe you'll <laughs> find out. Uh, because now I want to know. <laughs> like I was kind of okay with it being ambiguous, but now I am desperate to know whether Tharnak is dead or not. Because I feel slightly, I, I can't feel whole again until I know the information. But I do like enjoy the idea of holding that power over all of you, where I actually know what <laughs> happened to Tharnak and you don't. So, uh, but maybe you know, maybe in the further adventures of, of Dwayne Fabulosa, maybe Tharnak reappears or something. I don't know. Maybe oh, if please, the no small please, roles please. guys want to have it back on, maybe we just have to make that happen. Do you know what I mean? Maybe that's a mm. maybe that's the thing that has to happen. We'll find a way. We'll find a way. We'll find a way. Let's not we'll leave, find leave it vague. We'll find Tharnak, a way. Tharnak Tharnak climbs, up, climbs up out of the crack. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> out of the crack. Tharnak's still looking for the crack. That's the Tharnak's alive and he's yeah. looking for the crack. That's what I've been deep in the crack. Tharnak found the wrong crack. I think he comes back as like I think Tharnak should come back as like some kind of terrifying like warlock who been, made a deal with the raw. He found the wrong I crack. Been looking there, uh, and, and, and turns like, out there's a lot of completely... cracks, guys. There is a lot. Now I've explored most there of are them. Cracks everywhere in reality. <laughs> uh, like, I'll show you. And like whoops, and this little demon here helped me. find find all the cracks and now he's in my body <laughs> yeah. david's taking notes i can see yeah. it right yeah. <laughs> david please let me play a big bad i'd love it i'd love it so much <laughs> please let I'll me do it the the heck is i'll big kill bad all of your main no small role and judge yeah. will not be able to lift a hand against him it would, it, 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 it would, it would just break him it would just like that's it <laughs> It'd be that scene down. in Hard Home from Game of Thrones oh, where she sees yeah. all the kids yeah. coming and she's just like, nope, nope, and nope. just gives up yeah. and lets them like overwhelm her. Oh, yeah. man. Oh, I'm, I'm, okay, I'm excited for this. David, you better have something planned, mate. Yeah. Um, He's replied but, already. Uh, <laughs> speaking of David, we do have a question for all of you that's from David. Oh. Uh, so Ooh. he said... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I love you, uh, <laughs> He says, accents. Everyone put on an accent for this miniseries. Uh, yeah. Do you prefer playing in your natural accent or does putting on a voice help define your character? Oh, good question. I think mm. I remember having a conversation with Jeremy where Jeremy was like, oh yeah, Dwayne Fabulosa has an RP accent. And I said, cool, I'm going to do an American accent. <laughs> I think that was the extent to which I thought about the process of doing an accent. Mm. What I will say is that I no normally always do a voice of some description, whether that's a slight riff on my own accent or just like a fully different accent, because I find it's the easiest way for me to differentiate between like my character and like, 
at the table, I find it easier to role questions play. Questions the DM kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, in saying that, I get, I've got a really bad habit at the moment where I'll ask questions to the DM in the accent as well. Like I was playing a character <laughs> with like a New Zealand accent the other day and I was like, um, oh yeah, so if I run up to him and hit him, does that mean, oh wait, sorry, what am I doing? Right, yeah. And then I have to like remind myself <laughs> I didn't talk like that. Yeah, your um, character's just monologuing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but no, I really, I genuinely do, I really enjoy Jerk accents. I find they just, they really help me get into the, yeah, into the flow a little bit more and, and yeah, help yeah. me role play a little bit easier. Whereas if it's just my own accent, also I just find my own accent a bit boring. I listen to my voice all the all the time like way too much especially if you do a mm. podcast so anything i can do to mix that up honestly i would do the pod the main podcast in an accent if i could but it would be probably a little weird <laughs> after a while <laughs> when everyone's like this guy is definitely english and he's doing a spanish accent for like 200 <laughs> episodes of a podcast <laughs> strange choice <laughs> strong but wrong strong but wrong choice how did how did Dwayne's how how did you land on the, the you know the rp um i think it was because when we were initially talking about like joining in a, uh, I, I feel like most, uh, it was, it was partly because most of the cast of No Small Roles has English accents, like most of the characters do. I, I think it's really just Guy mm. who doesn't. Mm. Uh, so it made sense to have an accent that would kind of be in line with that. And with doing like this really, because I didn't want him to be, yeah, I guess I wanted him to come off as being weirdly smooth and suave. Yeah. But also slightly ridiculous. And so I thought an, uh, an over-the-top, an over-the-top RP accent would be appropriate. Uh, so that was kind of why I went with that. It, one. it feeds it just made so sense naturally to me. into the the dragon form as well, though, because you know you think RP, particularly with like old movies, like well, actually, to be honest, I'm thinking like Sean Connery is a Scottish dragon. But anyway, um, you know, you've got <laughs> it, 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 there's that kind of like ye only voice uh, is is the RP, which really when you turned into mm. your dragon form, oh, so the Benedict Cumberbatch, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Smaug. Smaug. Mm. yeah. How about you, Daryl? Was yours? Because this is the thing. Did you guys discuss which accents you were going to do before, or did everyone just be like, oh, no. you know, I'll chuck this out there? I knew. I just knew. I knew. I wanted to play an Alish elf, and we had established mm. that people in Ireland have American accents, so it kind of just came with the character. I know archetypally, I knew that I wanted to play anime Big Brother character, who um, <laughs> <laughs> is like light mannered, but with like maybe a hint of like a serious past. But like, I just go from there. Just like I wanted to kind of strip back how detailed and layered Enkidu is and just have someone a little bit, you know, mm. who's more on the surface. And there's, just, a, there's like, a lot of fun to that though, away. isn't there? There's a yeah, lot of fun to playing a character. I think we like whenever you like whenever you play home games and stuff, you get so into like all the backstory and the mm. lore and the whatever and it, it yeah. can kind of put you in a box a little bit sometimes. Exactly, like when yeah. you get to actually role playing, you're like, Oh, I kind of I can't joke around at this point or whatever, because my character's yeah. like an edgy edge lord or something. Exactly. Uh, so there is something quite nice, I think, about like yeah. leaving it more open and letting the character kind of develop through role play a little bit more. Yeah. Rather than like prescribing like everything so yeah i think there's a lot there's a lot to that generally you know what in the times that i've actually attempted to do that in like my own games i always come in i'm like oh yeah this is a detailed backstory so that probably sounds something like this and then i get to the play and kind of like you said i know i always go to like one of three different things i'm a chaotic (laughs) good character they're always the same yeah temperament they always do the same things yeah, like, yeah. no this one's this one's going to be much more stoic and like laid back he's the absolutely the goofball of the group uh, um, yeah. but yeah like you say and then role play happens and it develops into yeah, it's quite free. More. yeah it's free yeah. Mm. it's nice to surprise yourself mm. do you know what i mean just yeah absolutely just have fun and just 
remember that you're just playing you're playing the game rather than you know playing a, a script scripted thing that yeah. has to be done in a certain way it's quite nice hmm well, on that note of uh, like character development, uh, this is from uh, Mars Dame Sniper. Great name for all of you. What do you find most relatable about your characters? Uh, so let's start with let's start with Jeremy. Um, Jeremy I lies all the time. L- <laughs> yeah, constantly. <laughs> My name is not actually Jeremy. He says. I'm not American. <laughs> I have been French. <laughs> You're definitely not French, my dude. He's also I French this whole time. Uh, <laughs> he's hiding a dragon tail down there. Well. Yeah. Can't see what camera. <laughs> my name is Jacques. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would say I don't know if it's relatable. It's the it's what I what I like about Dwayne the most is I like the fact that he is able to convince people to like him even if they have every reason to dislike him. I really like his ability to get everyone on his side almost all the time <laughs> and I wish that I had that. Yeah. Uh I think that's but the, that yeah, the degree to which he his he's a bulldozer of charisma and I really enjoy that. Uh, that's my favorite part of his character, and the part that I would aspire towards the most, perhaps. Yeah. Oh, you're pretty damn charming. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. That was Dwayne, not you, Jeremy. Calm down. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's, that's fair. That's fair. I, I've seen Jeremy <laughs> smile, there, guys. and the ding comes up at the corner of oh, his yeah. team. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> For Judge, I. Oh gosh, yes. Yeah, he, ex- like me, exudes a kind of energy of without even saying anything. Like, I want you to trust me. Appearance-wise, mm. you have every right not to want to trust me. Tarnak know, big, did. Tarnak did, which is why you know he Judge. Did trust, was, uh, he did trust. Which you. is why Judge would be broken if Tarnak came back and tried to like blame him for his death. But <laughs> <laughs> you know, big guy, big sword, glowing red eye under his eye patch. You know, like he looks frightening, but he's like, gen- I'm generally a good person, and all I want to do is help people. And in um, just fighting that, fighting against what his perceived appearance is with his intentions that come within. Like, that's what I find relatable, relatable about Judge. You know? mm. Mm. Um, I think mine would be... I think I generally will try and always see the good in people, unless someone's, like, really shitty or whatever. They're, yeah, you like, know they're a dick. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> but even then I feel like I'm... like I usually get over it pretty quickly, you know what I mean? And I'll be like, yeah, 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 it's fine. And so, yeah, I think that's something that I quite enjoy... Uh, about Tharnak, just I think, yeah, he 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 sees the good in people and wants to wants to believe the best in people, and I think is just one thing I admire about Tharnak, which I wish I could be, is just like way more like straight up and to the point. You know what I mean? Mm. Like he's just like, oh, you're lying. You don't need to do that. It's fine. Whereas if I knew someone was lying to me, I'd be like having an emotional meltdown internally, being like, oh, yeah. how, do I, how do I handle this? I know they're lying, and how do I confront? Like it would be, you know. So I realistically, I know how to do it because I role played it as Tharnak. So I should just be able to do it. But I'll uh, I'll leave it up to Tharnak for now. Oh, damn. <laughs> okay. Well, let's have a let's have a question for Daryl then. Uh, it's from Kit. So, how did it feel being one of the only non-Dwayne characters to make it through all four episodes? Which should be congratulated, by the way. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Thanks. Um, it is truly an honour. Uh, <laughs> honestly, um, I, I think I remember. I think it was episode three or f- I think it was three where George has an outburst, saying, "Everything you, you're cursed. Everything you." touch dies mm-hmm. all around you which led to a nice 
moment when you know Dwayne realizes you know comes to some self-actualization has some self-healing uh led to a beautiful moment but it felt like it, it quite inspiring to witness that transformation in someone that has such a deep traumatic deep trauma that they carry with them all the time and to to be not be res- not necessarily be responsible for that self-healing but to witness it and be around mm. that was like was actually quite nice but he's wiping the sweat from his brow like i almost died <laughs> were you <laughs> kind of as as a player were you expecting to die at some when you were seeing like you know Aeneas getting knocked off and then Ricky and then you know, even, you know, Jasper yeah. who was brought in as a, yeah, a main yeah. character not coming back. Were there points where you were like, I'm I'm done? No. Nope. Oh, nope. No, no, yeah. no. Because like Judge is the kind of guy who's like, I will fight to the death. Mm. <laughs> Seeing the people dying all around him like, oh, the stakes are really high now. But I will fight come what may. But no, I w- actually, yeah, I wasn't thinking about that at all. I suppose we can flip this on his head as well and say, uh, like, Jasper, mm. how did you feel being a Dwayne character that didn't make it the whole way? <laughs> yeah, uh, I think, um, I think, it was, like, honestly, like, I had, like, genuinely had so much fun in the, I don't think I really thought about it until I got to the end and then was just like, huh, I feel sad now. And I blame Judge, and I'm going to kill him. No, uh, <laughs> um, but like, no, it was it was it genuinely was just like such a blast that I don't, I, yeah, I don't think it was something that like kind of really crossed my mind. Uh, you know, I was just getting to uh, play around, and and I think you know, Jeremy's such a, uh, uh, you know, and 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 David's such a great DM, and Jeremy and Daryl are great players and everything, and so like it never felt like I was a like a bit part or an NPC in a. Do you know what I mean? It felt like yeah. we, we it was a part of a. Uh, of a narrative uh, altogether, and uh, it's always uh, kind of nice when you get w- when that happens because I think it, it is definitely possible to like come into something and very much feel like a secondary character. Um, yeah. But David immediately made me feel like I was, you know, like a, a, a character who had like sl- like pre life, you know. And I think that's always like the main yeah, thing substance. is you want to feel yeah. like you come in with like, oh, this guy hasn't just literally like popped out of the swamp. He, you know, he's been he was there and hanging around before long before this and and whatever and and he'll remain you know sort of at the bottom of the swamp for for a long time now <sighs> after so. we searched for two days <laughs> we searched for two days <laughs> which is why he must be somewhere else i mean come on does it take two days to i suppose actually dredging yeah, has a anyone lake wa- yeah. has anyone watched the most recent series of stranger things not yes yeah. Just saying. <laughs> okay, that's true. He's, he's in the oh, upside just saying. down. Oh no! Just saying. Crack gate. <laughs> crack gate. Look, Do we have listen, the license? Do we have the license found, for running up that he hill? Found, crack. Yeah, he found a crack. That's all I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> and he fell through. And he the fell through. Crack. And he oh, is no. deep. Dark crack. He is deep. He found Vecna's crack. Vecna's crack. Oh my gosh. Oh wow. <sighs> Jeremy, uh, I've got a question for you. This one is actually from me. So, were there any mechanical changes whenever Dwayne goes through a transformation? Or were you using the same stats regardless of your form? Uh, there were not, I don't think, any mechanical changes uh, to the actual form changes, except uh, there were just mechanical changes to the base character. Mm. Before, like in advance of the recording, I had messaged David and suggested dropping... Uh, lucky and brave the halfling features mm. in exchange for the feats gift of the chromatic dragon and gift of the metallic dragon interesting and we just flavored those as being like partial transformations into his dragon form 
Uh, so essentially, like, because the idea was because he was now in touch with his draconic side more so, or he was getting more in touch with it, that was how it manifested. Uh, and so, like, when he's giving himself resistance to poison damage and stuff, uh, that was one of the feats. And then I think he tries to protect, um, Frith, Frish? What, uh, what's uh, sorry, Triff. Triff. Yeah. I always get the name wrong. Uh, when he tries to protect uh, Triff with his with his wings, I think uh, that was another one of his draconic abilities. So we just kind of like flavored those as them being uh, aspects of him being a dragon. But yeah, we may have to look into like further shape change mechanics for future. But other than that, there were no. How interesting. No so there was no mechanics. like change, you know, scales add to AC or anything like that. I wondered if you might go into like the draconic. Like the the sorcerer um, subclass, the I, I can't think of what it's called the draconic bloodline or something like that. You know where that yeah yeah mm. AC goes up and stuff. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, maybe yeah, not yet. Maybe maybe uh, maybe for the yeah for the further adventures we in Revenge uh, of Tharnak, we take a look at can... <laughs> yes wow yes okay. Tharnak lives. Uh, there we go. I feel deeper yeah. into the cracks. Subtitle <laughs> deeper into the cracks. <laughs> deeper into the crack. The crack of the Tharnak. Crack of the Tharnak. Well. Uh, this question is is quite deep, actually. Uh, Jeremy, again for you from Mike this time. Uh, was Gwen Dwayne's rebound? Uh, thank you for your question, Mike. <laughs> no, because there was so much. It, only in the sense that Dwayne has sort of been rebounding for the last however many hundred plus years from what happened with Art. But Gwen was not the first person. Uh, that he had gotten with, nor was she the last. Uh, there were, there was at least one other person. Plus, there was another person that I, I don't know if it's canonical yet because I don't think we've ever actually said it. But I think I had pitched to, I think I had pitched to David that that Dwayne, when the party met him in, in the main series, had actually just left yes. another person, <laughs> oh, and I don't think we ever quiet. actually named them. But there's been a succession of people. I thought that was heroic. So, Hey, we no, no, there was another one after. Oh my gosh, another one! <laughs> oh my god, you're just fucking your way back to the Abbey. Yeah, <laughs> uh, oh yeah the, there was another one after Heroica. But I don't know if that's canonical. But yeah, there's been a bunch. Uh, Gwen is not the first. Uh, I will say, though, the sentiments that Dwayne expressed to Gwendolyn were sincere. Uh, I think it's just, it's like, it's one of those situations where he just hasn't been able to form the kind of long-term meaningful relationship that he's wanted to form for these reasons. So in that sense, everybody has kind of been a rebound, but it was not like a direct like, well, try to get over art. Here we go. It was more like, I'm trying to move on with my life. Oh, no, I can't. Is he, Yeah. Is he one of these people that just like kind of in a sense falls quickly then and then just moves on? They're always yeah. still a part of him. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like he. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He, look, he has chemistry with everybody. Nice. Also from Mike, does Dwayne's hurdy gurdy have a name? It does not, but I may have to give it one. I don't know. Does anybody have any thoughts on what we could name? I had a name bank of names <laughs> that Dwayne that, uh, that I was using for. Uh, let me see if I if I can find the name that he was using for the various animals. Uh, and I don't know if it, we could maybe use one of the ones that hasn't been used. I don't think we've used. Oh, I have three. I have Gregorius. I have Philium, and I have Amy. What do we think would be a good name <laughs> for the Gertie Gertie? Yeah, Thonic. What about Thonic? <laughs> <laughs> he names his. Well, just, he names his Hurdy Gertie. Art in, would be interesting. 
Oh, art. Whoa, mm. that's a good name. That's a good name for an mm. instrument, you know. I mean, my first one that I came out with, not as good, was uh, Gerd Rude. Um, oh, yeah, we're moving on. See what you did there. Yeah, maybe maybe he would either name it Art or Vandalay. Tempted by the Vandalay. Yeah, I like I like yeah. Vandalay. That's, that's that's Art's last name. Art Vandalay. Oh, that's yeah. Go with that. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Vandalay. That's pretty Vandalay. cool. Yeah. But like also Tharnak could also work though, just <laughs> All right, I, it's it's a canonical. Thank you for your question, Mike. The name of the hurdy gurdy. I'm writing it down now. Is Vandalay? <laughs> Brackets not. Brackets not. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Jasper, a uh, question for you from me. Who do you reckon would win in a fight? Tharnak, Mooty, Duncan, or Tovo? Whoa! <laughs> yeah, I'm, so Great for this, they questions, are all Sam. the same level in a straight up fight. Not bringing in like personalities and stuff like that. On paper, who do you reckon would win? Who wins? Wait, so... And I'm going to say Tovo. Spoilers for this. Yeah. For anyone that hasn't listened to Outlaws and Obelisks. But I'm going to say pre-God form. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's fine. Uh, yeah. Okay, so Tovo, I'm picking between Tovo, Duncan, Tharnak, Mooty. Is that right? Those four? Mm-hmm. Okay. I think the order is... Mooty bottom. <laughs> yes. The man has a, like a 12 AC. <laughs> oh my God. I uh, love him and he's, he's got some stuff, but man, that 13 whatever AC would get, he would get whopped uh, mm-hmm. quickly. Then I'm going to say Tharnak. I think then Duncan, then Tova. I do think Tova would mm. win. He's got, he's like incredibly strong from range. Yeah. So I think he would ultimately win. But I do think if Duncan gets within like 15 feet of you, it could be game over because Duncan is strong. Like mm-hmm. he, but it's that 22 AC. I know, that's what I mean. He, yeah, he has a 22 yes. AC. Tova has a 22 mm. AC. So like he's. Can I have a small pitch? Yeah, please. I think you're selling Mooty Maybe. short. I think Mooty <laughs> would flight. talk Tharnak. I think Mooty would talk Tharnak into joining Oh, him. that's true. Oh, that's 100% uh, I think Mooty true. Would and he would have to yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I think we would be looking at a situation where Mooty somehow gets Duncan out of the way as well. Uh-huh. And it would just be Mooty versus Tovo. Yeah. And then it's kind of a toss up of whether like Mooty's able to put Tovo to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what it is. That's what it is. Uh, I don't know what Tovo's um, uh, like uh, wisdom save or whatever it is versus. I'm trying to think of what his. Uh, I'd have to yeah, check. I don't know. But uh, I'll, I'll, I'm going to. His wisdom is not low, but it's not super high. He got a 15. But, I rolled yeah. a 15. So we'll, we'll let you all know if that beats. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, plus, the thing is, Tovo can quick draw. That's, That's the thing true. Yeah. He has advantage on uh, initiative yeah. rolls uh, and all that stuff. And he could just give, move himself up in the initiative yeah. order. Yeah, and you, <laughs> just, just, yeah, yeah. That dead eye as well. Like, yeah. Such a useful skill. Yeah, dead eye yeah, yeah. as well. Yeah, to- I'm sorry, Mooty's dead. <laughs> Mooty's 100% dead. Mooty's, Mooty's getting one shot from like across the battlefield. Like, uh, Mooty's yeah. like, I have a plan. I'll fly away. <laughs> That's basically what would happen. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, and then yeah, th- yeah. banished by Tharnak. Yeah, well, maybe it depends yeah. on what plane they're, yeah. like, they're fighting in. If you're yeah, in Utaram yeah, yeah. or whatever, if they're not in Utaram, then maybe he could just banish Turbo, and Turbo will just stay in Utaram, back in Utaram, uh, being annoyed. 
or something. But I love that question. I, that, was a, that was awesome. That's a fun question. That's I'm going to be question. honest, I really want to yeah. see this now, so I'm going to kind of make a request to Jeremy here that maybe, maybe set up like a battle royale for just Jasper. <laughs> Uh, for all, all the characters that he's ever played it's like playing chess play against yourself like, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah literally yeah, we'll yeah. be playing chess yeah. against myself and be like right try not to be a game and know the next move that I'm going to make with Tobo exactly. or whatever uh, flip the page over like yeah. change up the initiative order yeah um, 100% a lot of fun I would I would mm-hmm. so listen to that yeah. oh my god uh, cool okay question from Jenny this time uh, who's asked you guys what do you remember about your first ever D&D game and how was that? Ex- how has that experience shaped you as a player going forwards? Uh, I learned that it's okay to eat shit, and in fact, that's kind of like the most fun part of the game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, whereas, like going in, I was like, I'm going to be cool, and I'm going to do cool stuff, mm-hmm. and I'm going to roll twenties. All that—that's a one. Damn it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like, but like embracing that and realizing that actually, like that is. I reckon like 70% of the laughs and the jokes and the fun times you have at a table is when someone has like a really cool idea and just completely whiffs. It's funny. It's great character moments. Uh, yeah. So just learning to deal with failure. I did that like so quickly. Uh, mm. and was just like, actually, this is fine. This is a lot of fun. So definitely that's like the biggest thing I think that shaped me. Whereas I think if I'd have gone in that first session and I would just nailed it, like absolutely nailed everything i'd be like the most arrogant player in the world now where i'm just like i only min max my characters and there's a 36 <laughs> and it'd be awful yeah. did you did you go in with like a really cool description before you whiffed as well because i love it yeah, when oh, people yeah, do yeah. Like, I, I, yeah grab yeah. this oh. and I, I wrap it around the ceiling and then i swing oh, no, no. it two I, I, feet no, literally yeah. i literally i literally wrapped a, like <laughs> all my, i slept in a tree all of my players were, all of my, the other pcs were getting attacked on the ground by bats i literally wrapped a rope around the tree and was like Jeremy, I'm gonna swing out of this tree and just like straight through the bats. I rolled a one, fell, and managed to hook my. You rolled a two. A two to be that was fair. it. You rolled but one. I managed to basically hook my uh, foot around uh, the rope and ended up swinging for two rounds. Uh, and, and then I yeah. kept and hitting the ground. Yeah, yeah. And then well. I kept failing like deck into saves the and stuff to like like get myself the right way up and whatever. So. Yeah, I wasted the. That oh was like our God. first encounter. And I literally didn't do a single point of damage. It was uh, <laughs> quite sad. <laughs> I just damaged. I don't think I took damage from the bats either. I think I just took damage from my own dumb idea. <laughs> awesome, uh, Daryl. Yeah. How about you? Yeah, it's similar to like Jasper. It's okay. Like every like quote-unquote failed opportunity is an opportunity to have fun with it and just go with it. Mm. Like I think in my first ever game, I killed the i got the final shot in and like obliterated the bugbear at the end of the thing but i think we lost the hostage because i think my blast killed him and sent him off a cliff as well (laughs) so even though like failed the mission of like oh we're supposed to save the person but it was still fun because everyone was laughing around the table and that's the point rather than Mm -hmm. you know my character is the cool intricate lizard folk warlock who can shoot everything and kills things really easy but like when they mess up a simple goof like that it, it's fun do you know what i mean and mm. that's that's the point i wish i got told before if i should i knew beforehand going in it's like just have fun rather than mm. go into like wanting to do something amazing and memorable um i think for me in my very first D game it technically wasn't even D. it was pathfinder but what i remembered the thing that stuck out to me the most about it was a moment where i uh, the party had found these goblins, and it turns out that these goblins were planning to try and attack a bunch of giant spiders who had stolen 
their uh like their children and family members and i like and i guess eaten them uh and i stayed behind with the only goblin that was left alive out of the party because when we showed up they immediately attacked and we fought it out but we kept this one prisoner and he explained what was going on and i made friends with him uh and ended up like comforting him because it turns out his sister had died uh and the dm ended up like I don't know what the, I think the DM gave me inspiration or something, but I hadn't really watched much D&D played before. So I was like, whoa, this is crazy. I'm being re- I'm being rewarded for trying to be a, a character and a person. <laughs> this is great. Well, clearly I should try and do more of this. Uh, so that was that aspect of it that it went that the the game could reward you beyond just like, oh, you killed the thing. Good job mm. uh, was very I think was very formative. For me. I th- I think that might be another fabulosa lie there because um, weren't you born as like with an like, encyclopedic knowledge of the player's handbook? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's pretty handy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, I was in order to make it uh, fair for everybody else. I turned off my innate knowledge of all current, past, <laughs> and future editions of D and D just for Jeremy that. Jeremy already knows what's in yeah, sixth yeah. edition. That's the scary oh, part. Oh wow! Yeah, like, that's, you, know what I mean? yeah you guys just wait. Is, you're in like, for, if if you're that's in true, can I ask? Stuff. Is there hope? <laughs> is there hope? <laughs> is there a last? There's, uh, I think no. Be, no, it's never it's as a, much as you wish, uh, but there's more than you expect. There's a thought that came as I was like, um, go, ah, th- oh, man, your warlock episode. Um, of course, I listened to that one. Um, hey, it's yeah. hilarious. But it's something Jasper, you said, um, like a tendency <laughs> that D&D do, do like just slapping of names from different cultures oh, and not really yeah, we're talking about genie, Jews right? to like, yeah. we took this from this culture and let's like, you know, celebrate it and have that as a thing. It's just like... It's this, and it's a world of hats, because this thing from this culture, they're all at the same, they all behave the same, and they're all one thing. Do you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like, oh, all these genies are really good. They're like, okay, great, that's not offensive at all. Okay, sure, sure thing. So so that's why I asked, does Sixth Edition have hope? (laughs) Yeah, 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 does it? Look, there are some things that are improved. Uh, It's never as much as you want, but it's always more than you expect. There you go. go. That's my reply. Sigh. Deep side. Deep side. Yeah. More improvement, please, guys. Uh, <laughs> uh, just to clarify, we don't actually know what's in sixth no, edition. No, of course not. No, uh, no, no, I just no. want to, just in case anyone like at home is like, "Hey, yeah, Jasper met Matt. Did he get some insight?" <laughs> I'm going to say, like, "Can't Jeremy you just Crawford. ask your mates?" And, yeah, uh, we'll just ask. We'll just ask <laughs> so our friends. You've got a signed copy. <laughs> sixth edition. From Gary Gygax himself. <laughs> Somehow, <laughs> Gary Gygax, yeah. who's been in cryogenic. This is what I'm saying. Yeah, Jasper's got connections, man. They just thaw him out to approve each new edition. Yeah. <laughs> and he just he just crosses out anything that's racially sensitive and then and then approves it, so it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh Daryl, uh this is this is one from me. Uh it kinda leads on from something I said just a moment ago. Uh but how did it feel playing alongside the living living embodiments of the player's handbook? Ha. Huh. Um I gotta tell you it's ink incredibly handy <laughs> to have someone like just in your it's like having a coach in your corner in a fighting ring going dude you could smite 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 it's 3d8 and you grip the head keep those legs moving it's undead so there's four I'm like dude yeah okay cool let's go yeah it's really comforting to know that you know outside of like the party mechanics like someone's got your back and it's fun yeah it's really helpful 
but you kind of you tag teamed on it as well, guys. Like there, there were times, like literally, there, there'd be a question about rules, and one of you would just chip in straight away. Like, <laughs> <laughs> does that mean we're we're the asshole rules lawyers? Is that what you're trying to say? No, not at all. You're doing a good way. That's you're doing a good way. For good, yeah. man. We're we're on the side of the players. Yeah. We try we try and support. Yeah, that is the thing. Me, exactly, both yeah. me and Jeremy uh, absolutely are like rules lawyers for players in every thing. Mm-hmm. Whether like D, like Jeremy is playing like DMing for me or I'm DMing for Jeremy, we're both the same. So it's not nothing against you, David. We're not like trying to get you. <laughs> we try and get each other all the time to the point where we were yeah. co-DMing at D&D in a castle and I was sat there like coaching the other players yeah. are being like yes do this do this kill the person that i introduced the party in the last session do it like you know like i was actively helping the players against the dms who was which was me like uh so yeah i, I don't know i don't i think i don't know if you found this jeremy but go, doing such like genuine like deep dives into like the rules and the mechanics and everything like on like a regular basis I really do feel like it is imprinted on my brain now. Just like mm-hmm. the most stupid mm. things, like wa- like underwater mechanics. I feel like I could yeah. reel off. Like, do you know what I mean? Like every single. Ah, you've been researching those, have you? <laughs> hmm. Oh, nice. It's almost <laughs> like diving. But yeah, I mean, what like you say, you do. Con score. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely do do it to like the detriment of yourselves though as well i think there was one point where where jeremy you said like oh you know i have to admit to you here vicky like all of these attacks come with advantage even though you clearly didn't want that character to have mm. to attack the oh, thing yeah, yeah. yeah. Like when she attacked, you finally got uh, it with the hypnotic the, pattern or something yeah 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 i finally gotten a hypnotic pattern off yeah you gotta you gotta be fair but you gotta try and support the other players like the pro the issue with a rules lawyer is when it's harming somebody else's fun yes. yeah so if somebody's like i want to do a fun thing mm. and the dm's like okay let's do the fun You're thing like, and then the DM, the rules are like mm, um actually <laughs> yeah you can't do this thing because the rules say the blah blah and it's like okay uh, well we didn't we didn't need yeah this. <laughs> yeah it's when it's like, hey, bro, you can do this cool thing. Yeah. I, I, you, you, should, you should do it. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. And you yeah. think we're good. Wait until you get to play with Emily Axford. I mean, that's like, uh, that's a whole other level. Just, oh, man. <laughs> man. You say, wait, please, 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 please. Emily would look on the Zoom and be like, hey, hey, Tova, are you going to do this? And I'm like, uh, yeah. Like, not understanding why. strategy meetings. And then next turn she'd turn what i did into something outrageous and i'd be like oh snap cool awesome. you guys did like a strategy meeting oh, yeah. though, like after episode especially after episode yep. eight when things started to look really mm. dire and it was like oh my god well, how are we gonna get out of this emily was like okay let's yeah emily Jeremy emily got us chat. in like 10 minutes early before <laughs> recording to be like right team what we doing what's our plan here like okay we've got this we've got yeah. this we've got that let's do that that can tag team well let's go like it was great wicked but that's crazy because Lula seemed like such a chaotic character of just like thinking up things in the. I mean, that's just acting. That's, that's, that's just that's, good acting. Well, Emily's mm. a very chaotic. I think has a very chaotic energy, mm. but she's also very strategic. Extremely so strategic. it's like she'll be like wee, <laughs> like flailing around wildly, and then suddenly like <laughs> like just snipe something and then begin flailing again. I kind of feel like it's if you've seen Arcane 
um, I yeah. can't remember her yeah. name yeah. with the pink, uh, the, 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 uh, the younger of the si- two sisters. Uh, Jinx. Yeah, the younger yes, sister. Jinx. Yeah. Thank you, David. Oh, uh, I snap, feel like yeah. that's Emily's energy. It's like Jinx. Yeah. It's like where it looks like complete chaos, but like she executes everything perfectly. Mm, you know yeah. what I mean? Like every yeah. punch, every bullet, every whatever is, so- is perfectly placed. It's just that it has this kind of like, which is not a nightmare fuel for a DM because you're like, oh, it's fine. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's like you think everything, you're in control of everything and the wheel are coming off <laughs> but then on the flip side you took all that control away from her jeremy with the whole like the god incident oh man so that was, funny man that like, was so the, the like misery in her voice after that whole, like, despair yeah i had asked her well the thing is i had asked her in advance for that information and she just never gave it to me so i was like i mean i'll try and come up with nothing <laughs> uh, and that, that was what i came up with <laughs> Oh, uh, it definitely that definitely hit harder than I expected. Uh, but if you want to <laughs> if you want to hear an example of Emily's incredible planning and chaos in action, you should go and watch uh, Starstruck Odyssey, mm. the most recent like main cast season of it's Dimension Twenty, mm. uh, or just watch the video on YouTube Operation Slippery Puppet. <laughs> Uh, it is because that that's the scene specific. Is that the one with the cannon? Um, it's the one with the plinth. The plinth. Oh mm. right, okay. There's yeah. one with the cannon where she does like triple digits. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. What? That one was not planned. Uh, no. Operation Slippery Pu- okay, Slippery cool. Puppet was a full on like heist <laughs> on okay. Brennan that they completely tricked him into. And I have it was completely. I have no idea how they managed to predict how it was going to work out, but it was it completely destroyed all of his plans and it was amazing well i know what uh, i'm doing tonight yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah go check it out yep okay uh another question while you guys are having a uh, little youtube scroll for that one <laughs> this is from uh stuart townend and he's asked what are the top three things you'd like to see more of in D? so either in general or to specific campaigns that you take part in i think for this let's uh everybody if you mention one yeah. uh let's come up with like one each mm-hmm. And hopefully we all agree on all of them. Mm. Go. <laughs> uh, decolonization of yeah. the world of D&D. That has to go. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. More yeah. of that. More decolonization. Yeah. Uh, I got one. I will jump in. Uh, mm. It is that Eldritch Blast and Hunter's Mark should be made class abilities, not spells. Thank you. That is a good okay. one. Thank you. <laughs> I have often thought that about Hunter's Mark. I never really thought about it with Eldritch Blast. Oh, yeah, I couldn't. I, yeah. Again, the TBH uh, Warlock episode is like, yeah, without Eldritch <laughs> Blast, the Warlock has no identity. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The argument cool. is that it is because the Warlock class is so centralized around that spell. Yeah. To the point that not taking it ends up just being a detriment to your character. Like it's not necessarily a detriment to your fun, but you are your character is just going to be weaker on average yeah. if you don't take that spell. They should just make it a class ability because it's so fundamental. Mm. And then you can buy into all of the invocations with like agonizing blast and mm. el- whatever the lance and whatnot, all that stuff. Would you say like closing off from because you know obviously there's feats the, the you know uh, eldritch adept. Which gives you the chance to learn things like invocations and Eldritch mm-hmm. Blast. There are spell thing, uh, spell feats where you can pick up like warlock spells. Would you would you eradicate that as well then and just make it like yeah. you want Eldritch Blast warlock? Yeah, that's what okay. I would say. I, know, I, like I would that. I would make it like a fund I would make it like a fundamental abilities that warlock ha- warlocks have, similar yeah. to like sneak attack yeah. mm-hmm. or yeah. divine smite. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Like you yeah, don't yeah. run out of sneak attack, so it may be like okay, so you you it's your ranged ability that warlocks have that is just if you want like a solid damage dealer, you can use this that functions similar to like a fighter's sword or something like that. Yes, and then yeah. hunter's mark would be more similar to like a smite. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, because at the moment other yeah. people have access to eldritch blast as well, which is probably like exactly, less yeah. fun. You know what I mean? If you're like mm. uh, the warlock and then you see the sorcerer out here also doing eldritch blast, it kind of <laughs> yeah. feels like it would be like seeing the rogue do action surge you'd be like well okay wow. that's like okay. my thing so I suppose it could open up more subclasses as well because you know some of the like really interesting like uh, my, my favourite sorcerer subclass is actually the one that Vicky's playing uh, the divine soul because it takes so many elements of the like cleric and their core like fundamental things and puts them into a sorcerer so you could potentially mm-hmm. like that that could be the trade off that you want things like Eldritch Blast, you want that Warlock Angle, there is a subclass that is very specifically that, mm. but then you're, that's that's your streamline there. Uh, yeah. Like a, sort of like a, yeah, like an Eldritch something for like the Sorcerer, yeah, where they have yeah. like, they're touched by some sort of Eldritch being and they get that ability or a, a version of that ability. Eldritch, yeah. Like the Eldritch yeah, cool. Fighter or something yeah, like yeah. that, where it's like in their blade or their crossbow or something like that, you know, it has, mm. you know, yeah. Agonizing blast and stuff like that is part of that. That could be fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like that one. Definitely. Jasper, uh, you got a third? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and throw out, if it's specifically for DD, I'd love some courtrooms. Sla- I w- well, I w- I, uh, actually, I'll say this. I want more revision of uh, role play mechanics so that for people that are less confident with role play, there are like more tools to use other than just persuasion and deception. Because uh, I mm, think that yeah. if you're not a strong role player i think it's kind it can be kind of limited to just being like persuasion and deception and then it just leaves it very open for dms to be kind of shitty and be like well the the thing you actually said at the table wasn't very good so i'm gonna like punish your character for it and it's like mm, let's we shouldn't do that because that just feels uncomfortable you're not gonna make anyone get up and try and swing a great axe so why are you gonna make someone try and mm-hmm. do yeah. you know what i mean yeah. uh so uh basically yeah more nuance in uh like social interaction um which then would lead to like more courtroom mechanics because i'm a big sucker for like a nice yeah. tense banquet meal you know what i mean where everyone's like oh yeah, mm. uh, oh my yeah, God, yeah we yeah, can yeah, start yeah, an yeah. international incident if this goes south <laughs> jasper's been reading dune yep. recently <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> yep, that, oh, yeah. uh, that's Loved why <laughs> that's why but i've like i've always loved that shit i've always been like oh mm. give me those you know so when i read that in june i was like oh this is everything <laughs> <laughs> i mean so you would tense. literally be taking away all of Dwayne's powers though because uh there's so much in deception well, no i'd be saying that i'd be offering Dwayne more tools more, more options, options. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. what you know what i mean it would be yeah. a case where yeah. and i think it would make it make it more fun for those who do like to role play like for instance i love on like uh, if you've ever like uh, checked out monster hearts there's a thing where it's basically where you will play as angsty teenagers but you can do this thing called like pulling on someone's string like you can kind of basically try to like elicit a, like a reaction or like an emotion out of someone and okay. it's just like I'm not saying it would necessarily be that but it's like a fun way to kind of like instigate role play you know what I mean in a way that's not yeah. just like I'm lying to you I'm telling you the truth because uh, yeah. there's so much more or nuance. even more points yeah if there are like, yeah, if there are like, oh, you have certain a number of persuasion points, you have a resolve mm-hmm. points or something, uh, status points in this relationship. I don't know, whatever you want to say, yeah. but like something that's like, oh, this person can gain an advantage over yeah. you through actual mechanical means. So if you want to enact these, you can that basically turns that into combat. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's basically that's combat. basically what it is. I want there to be some element of complexity similar to combat with not like so much that it overrides roleplay, but just allows that little bit of flavor so that you can kind of pull on some some subtle strings and and uh, yeah, and just have a bit more yeah, fun, like an optional rule. And, set. Yeah, have a bit more fun because I think at the moment, otherwise, like, especially for like inter-party conflict, it basically is like either you find a resolution or it's like part you you you're into PvP. Which I think is yeah, kind of boring. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It should there should be more ways you could potentially resolve that situation. You know, more nuanced ways that you could resolve that situation, like trading or do you know what I mean? There's like I feel like there's a bunch yeah. of ways that you could get around them like that. So yeah, I suppose yeah, like like you said, if you're an experienced DM, you could maybe dabble with some of that and kind of make your own homebrew kind of rules. But yeah, there yeah. should be a little bit more for the definitely. Otherwise, they're all just going to go play Dungeon World, and we need more D and D. Oh, guys, uh, there's there's time for one more question, uh, and it, it's a good one. Uh, this is for all of you from your fellow halfling, Liv Kennedy, uh, who's asked, what's it like being absolutely delightful? You need to ask Liv, oh, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that is like, such an adorable uh, question, I mean, and I love it. <laughs> the, 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 like, that shows you just how adorable Liv is that Liv would ask that question. Do you know what I mean? Oh, it's like case in point proved. Thanks, Liv. Liv is definitely the most adorable halfling. Oh, 100%. I don't think that there's any, <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's yeah. any debate about yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. It's yeah. like Liv's at the top, and then it's like way, 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 way down. <laughs> uh, you get yeah. me and Jeremy. <laughs> After that, it's Jamal. Yeah, and then Jamal <laughs> is the next <laughs> most adorable. What's that? Oh no, Jamal said he's at the top of the list, and he's now oh, above okay, Liv. Cool. So we, like, we can't the true argue power against. behind TBH. Indeed, Jamal. He, indeed yeah, okay, yes, cool. Yeah. Oh, both of us have been removed yeah, from the show. There we go. Oh, okay. oh snap! <laughs> well done, Sam and Daryl. You're now uh, in three black halflings. Congratulations! Yay! This is now great. You and Liv. The, the terror <laughs> of Jamal is realised this day. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, brilliant! <laughs> right. I mean, are there any questions that you guys have for each other? I suppose <sighs> maybe we got a little bit of time for that. <laughs> have you got one burning question? You can ask one mm. person one question. Go. Uh, uh, oh <laughs> I will ask uh, Daryl mm. what it was like having two complete nincompoops like me and Jeremy come in and mess around on your show. Like, uh, <laughs> was there? But, but genuinely, is there? Was there any like nerves or like you know trepidation with having like guests come on as such an integral? part you know we've had the guests as like you're uh, joining the main cast type thing but to have like a side adventure feels yeah. like a big deal you know what i mean i mean yeah yeah i mean yeah genuinely was because i like especially getting to play with you jasper because i haven't spoken to you before the game true you know what i mean it's kind of just like yeah, thrown just, in there yeah, yeah but for me that's how i like to operate performance wise i don't like the anticipation mm. the longer i get pent up the 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 more I kind of deflate when I actually get to do the thing. I like mm. being thrown in there. Yes. Yeah. It's actually exciting. And because yeah. I've been fans of your show for so long, it's been like, let's go, let's go, let's go. Yeah. Dope. Very cool. Yeah. yeah but you dope. guys were best friends from the beginning. Now he wants we to kill me, Sam. Active. Yeah. Because <laughs> he left me to die. I for two days. <laughs> You're not check yeah. hard enough. Did anyone, did anyone throw out a locate object? Huh? Just out of interest? Did anyone Didn't have it prepared. Like, what yeah. do you do? <laughs> Just you had two days. Been... You could have prepared it on the second day. <laughs> I, I was, he was fighting I, vines. I thought it meant more helpful, you know, more meaningful if I searched with my bare hands and got, you know, dug through the mud with my hands. That's how much also, it meant to me. Also, did you have locate creature? I don't think I, I have, have it. I don't know. Even a, you should have gone out and found available. it. Uh, locate, <laughs> person, locate creature is a spell in D and don't. I just don't know what... Oh, it's a fourth level spell. You didn't even have it. Well, I was well, I locate object. You could use locate object because you'd know a thing that I have on me. 
That's true. Let's see. Mm. Locate objects. Just locate the crack. That's get all you have to do. Locate the crack. Just miles of marshland. Crack. Cool. Let me just recast. How many times um, I cast a spell? Three times a day. There you go. Locate objects. And it's a second level spell. Second level. I don't want to cast like twice a day in this vast box. I feel like we can do a soft retcon here. Maybe it wasn't two days. It's at one day for a judge to be like, right, locate object and then redo it. Yeah. Thalak immediately appeared and was like, finally you found me. Thank God. David, can we just start again? Let's go right now. We'll just, if we could just wreck on those last two episodes, that'd be awesome. Thalak's ready to go. He's on the adventure now. Yeah. Because he used locate object and found Thalak. Also, point of order, it wasn't canonically never, it was never spoken to be two days. Tharnak searched for, for, or excuse me, uh, Judge searched for Tharnak for like a, a, for hours, but then ended up having to fight off a bunch of, had to fight off a bunch of vines. Was on, like he uh, and Juno's character were on the, or not Juno, oh my god, Vicky's character were on the verge of death when they finally happened upon the crack and joined, uh, joined Dwayne in the crack. But then, yeah, but it was an unspecified amount of time. What did I get that figure from? And, and and even David said part of it was because the landscape was now so different. It was yeah. like almost impossible yeah. to navigate because all the all the plants were gone. We we were completely lost. It's just cracks everywhere. And you ha- and and locate object only worked within a thousand feet, so we would have to be it less than a half mile away from from where Tharnak was in order for the spell to even work. Sounds like excuses to me. I know, right? Make it, <laughs> this actually makes me sound worse. <laughs> so, yeah. like, Half a mile. Decent Half radius. Mile, like, Decent radius. It was miles. Decent radius. There's a, a whole marsh. <laughs> whole marsh. <laughs> can I ask, can I ask, did Judge have any resurrection? Because I know Tharnak was constantly talking about, like, oh yeah, you know, when I get to that level, I can resurrect you. And like, you know, oh, oh there's ways of doing it even here. I don't think you get it. Does he even get that? He gets Revivify eventually. Revivify eventually. Mm. Eventually, yeah. but level eight, but only in the optional features, right? Is that no? Is a new pa- thing paladins you get, get revivify. Paladins, okay. I think, can get up to oh, okay. raise dead or something like that. Oh yeah, because they get up to fifth level spells. Mm-hmm. But let me see what level they get. And it's an expensive uh, spell, revivify. You need like a they don't even get third level like, spells until level nine. Yeah, I was going to say they build slow. They're like uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. artifice. After I do a few more press ups, you know, I'll, I'll have they the ability. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, how about uh, so? Let's do Daryl. Do you have a question for Jeremy? Oh, um... no. <laughs> oh, it's hard. It's hard. It's like, there's loads, it's like it's co- um, I, I struggle with off the cuff questions uh, at the end of audition. Any questions? I'm like, uh, not until I leave no, the building. No. Yeah. 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 Then I'll have several. I'm like, can you come back to me? It's okay. I can jump in. Yeah. With a question. Yeah. Okay. So my question for you, I had one that I, that I forgot it. So now I'm trying to remember it. Uh, in fact, I will pivot from saying, from making, uh, from asking a question. Actually, no, I remember what my question was. Hey, my first question was, <laughs> considering you were, you normally play a Hexblade Warlock, yeah. which is kind of the most Paladin adjacent of the Warlock subclasses, yeah. was it a big jump for you to switch from a Warlock to a Paladin? And how did you enjoy playing a Paladin as opposed to a Warlock? I, I felt like Judge was very much in my comfort zone of like playing a character. Because, like, I like utility in a character. Like, that's one of my favorite. My favorite class is Cleric, because they can do everything, a bit of everything. Um, mm. And I liked that about Judge. I could heal, I could protect, and I could dish out a lot of damage. Whereas in the Kidu, like, war- Warlock, I'm like, it's Eldritch Blast or I swing a sword. That is it. Yeah. And I cast two spells. But it felt um, <laughs> much more, f- there was much more versatility with Judge. It was a lot more freeing. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You do love a bit of a curse, though. 
do. Whether yeah. it be Alcibiades or a sword oh, that just doesn't yeah. stop hitting. See, mm. you, Jasper and Sam have like this thing. Oh, I, only have, I default into three three characters. I default into one three times. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, cursed, detailed backstory. They like trying to do the right thing. Trying to do the right thing, but they're cursed. Yeah. <laughs> so that kind and of they're suspicious characters. And they're suspicious yeah. characters. <laughs> they're always suspicious characters. Always suspicious. Always default into those. Yeah. I also uh, had to, wanted to commend the whole team at No Small Roles. Uh, first, I was mentioning the editing and the music before the show. I was mentioning that. But also, like, the it was so much fun to play and then to listen to again, hearing everybody just jump in as characters. Oh, yeah. And so, absolutely. Even, even though it was clear that in a couple cases they were just yeah. coming in as commenters and they're like, cool, so what am I doing? Yeah. Uh, they absolutely grabbed it by the horns. Uh, and it, it felt like such a fun experience. It was one of those things where I'm like, oh, I wish there were more D&D podcasts like this where yeah. you would have like characters off on their own and all the other players just jumping in mm-hmm. as essentially NPCs who are very much present and part <laughs> yeah. of the party until they're gone and then we just move on. I thought yeah. that was really, really cool. Yeah. Like even though it was Dwayne centered, it felt like a very collaborative mm. Uh, story yeah yeah it was really Thank organic yeah. yeah i mean it was it was kind of fun as well chris's character that he came in as uh aeneas is actually aeneas. a character that we used to play uh, a campaign he had a character called aeneas in that who had a mm. like their oh, servant no, was wendell yeah so it was really nice to see yeah. how he ended oh that's heartbreaking <laughs> now it's canon now it's done oh no <laughs> <laughs> sorry chris Such a- like tenable game he's Character is also called an air, so I'm like, oh, when like when like he gets head stopped by Jasper, oh, I was no. like, no, is that the same one? <laughs> Please don't say it's the same one. <laughs> I what? mean, he actually bought and painted a mini for this character, so I hope he's still alive somewhere. <laughs> don't you dare, <laughs> Sam, with a flower head. Oh no! I mean, Hero Forge <laughs> does make headless <laughs> options. If you want to, if you want to revise that, Hero Forge does give you a headless option. <laughs> it does. I mean, yeah. just got to chew it. A pair of scissors. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh man, it's realistic. If you're listening, uh, I'm happy to buy a new mini. Uh, I'm so sorry. Uh, yeah, I feel so bad. I'll buy you a headless mini. Almost <laughs> some vines growing out of it. Uh, it's all right. Once Tharnak returns yeah. as evil, does that whole yeah, thing, you can yeah, go yeah. back. You can bring him back. Yeah, it's, yeah. I'll raise him as an undead zombie of mine. Yeah. To do my bidding. Oh man. Um. Right. I do have my question. Um. I was overthinking it because I'm like, it's because I thought, ah, oh, it's too cheesy. Now ask it, ask it. Um, super question uh, for both of you. When are we having you back? Oh, Ooh. when? Not if. Oh, let's oh, do it. Oh, okay. See you in a month. Okay. No, 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 okay. no, no. I when see. are we having you back? I see. The, I see the way this is going. I oh, mean, Jeremy, yeah. you go. You go first. You're the. Yeah, I'm gonna titular... hit, hit David up and see, like, hey, because <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. I don't know where the main campaign is. Uh, but I would love certainly for uh, Dwayne to be able to intersect. I don't know if we have another Dwayne side quest first uh, mm. to give him some more time to grow. Uh, before. <laughs> uh, but uh, I would love. Yeah, I would. Uh, yeah, uh, I'll hit up baby David because I don't know. <laughs> But I, I just asked around. him, and he says secrets. <laughs> of course. Ooh, mm, secrets. Of course. Mm. Uh, I'm, like I'm back whenever you need a big bad, because uh, Darnak's yeah. oh, no. coming back as the evil, as the most evil thing in the land. That's yeah. the Dwayne comes <laughs> back. Just, is... He's the herald of Tharnak. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, the crack eater. He's on his way. <laughs> uh, but no, genuinely, I would love to come back. It was, it was an absolute, an absolute pleasure. Uh, to play with all of you and uh, uh, big flowers to David because it was a it was a uh, so much fun getting to play uh, with him as the DM. So 
big big uh, big props there yeah mm-hmm. and uh as a listener it, uh, yeah it it was such a good break to listen to these these episodes and kind of really catch up on what's been happening with Dwayne but not it, it never felt like oh this is filler this is this is like oh we'll, we'll go see what Dwayne's up to this was a proper story things developed it was mm. so good to listen to and everybody attacked it with that same like energy and joy and like all the role play as well you guys just jumped straight in and like yeah. you say even those mini characters that came in for 20 minutes before they died had such substance yeah, and, like, yeah. life to yeah. them i did mm-hmm. i did feel bad because like me and jeremy much like we did at the beginning of this q a do have like a bad habit of just being like we just genuinely love i think like riffing off each other and role playing mm-hmm. but like i'm pretty sure there was like, i was listening to it today there's like a point at the be- when when tharnak first gets introduced where tharnak and Dwayne are just having like a 20 minute long conversation <laughs> and i'm like we should probably move on like to the story <laughs> like i feel bad we've just taken up way too much airtime of us just you think it's we're not even riffing about like good law you yeah. know interesting whatever it's just like the dumbest jokes do you know what i mean like just taking things way too far about like farting in a suit or whatever yeah like, <laughs> deepest law yeah yeah exactly farted in my suit. yeah i farted in my diver suit uh he's so dumb he apologized for it <laughs> uh, yeah good fun oh uh, Guys, I think um, just because we're coming up to the two-hour mark, which is very impressive, I think that may be all that we've got time for tonight. I genuinely think we could go on chatting for hours, though. And there's so many questions. So thank you so much to everyone who sent in these questions uh, for tonight and and for your continuing support of the show. Uh, You know, I know just how much it means to everyone here at No Small Roles. And also, massive thank you to our guests. So Jasper, Jeremy, and and Daryl, uh actually if these if these shire folk are hoping to hear more from you guys uh do you want to do a little plug for where they can find you or any exciting projects that you've got going on at the moment uh heck yes um yeah so f- uh, find us at uh three that's the number three black halflings on our social medias um we uh i don't know is this like coming out straight away is this is there a what's the yeah tomorrow yeah it's yeah. coming out tomorrow <laughs> yeah, yeah the turnarounds are yeah, usually we, we pretty got quick. that guy from god of war yeah yeah, 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 he's just cool. gonna sw- he's just gonna turn up and uh, okay, cool. But uh, no, yeah, we've got a bunch of stuff. We're in the middle of filming uh, our a big actual play season, uh, which so. I am so incredibly excited to announce. We're probably towards the end of it. In uh, fact, yeah, we're literally we only have nearly, four episodes left. Nearly done. Wow. Um, yeah, uh, and we're about to next week. We're actually going to be getting together to film like basically what will be like the finale, and I'm yeah the climax, the climax of the season, and I think it is just going to be mind-blowingly awesome i'm so excited so uh it's definitely a good time to to head on over uh and uh, and check us out uh, and if you want to follow me you can do uh at jw underscore cartwright uh but thank you genuinely thank you so much to all the no no guys i really appreciate you bringing me on to your awesome show yeah thank you you can find me uh on twitter at jeremy uh cobb that's cobb with two B- oh jeremy cobb one excuse me cobb with two b's and the number one uh jasper said everything else <laughs> <laughs> you didn't do the whole find us wherever pods are cast. Yeah, you can't find three black halflings wherever pods are cast. It's true. You can find three black halflings wherever pods are cast. Yay! And Daryl, when, when you're not here, where can we find you? Me personally? Um, at D- Daryl uh, underscore Bailey. What's your address? Right? Yeah, address? Yeah, yeah. Address, you can find me at 555. 555 five, 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 Drive. <laughs> <laughs> at five, five, <laughs> um, I'm on Twitter, uh, Instagram under my name, Daryl, D-A-R-R-E-L dot or underscore Bailey. Instagram, um, Twitter, 
nosmallroles.com on all our social medias. And a lot of us in No Small Roles are in various shows across the summer. So uh, we will plug the details on our social medias. Come see this boy in the flesh. Yeah. <laughs> you also, uh, you mentioned D&D in a castle earlier. I didn't know if that's a plug that you want to you wanna yeah. shout out there for people that may yeah. not know what that is. Oh, yeah, heck yeah. We're both it's yeah, go, exciting. Come play with us at yeah. D&D in a castle. All three. We, we always forget to plug this. Yeah, I know. We really should. <laughs> really should. Uh, really should. Really, so really, really should. It's a big event. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but all yeah. three of us are going to be at D&D in a castle in October. We're there for the final two rounds. Uh, I will be uh, DMing the first of those two rounds, which I think I believe is round seven, and Jeremy will be DMing, mm-hmm. DMing on round eight. But then the other yes. two of us will be floating around as NPCs and running one shots, etc. So you'll get the chance to play all three Black Halflings and probably all three of us at the same time at one point or another over the course of the mm-hmm. three days. And I think it's going to be oh man, in a castle. It's, 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 in a castle. In a, ca- and it's, a very nice castle. It's very, very like Archery and stuff like that as yeah, well. There's, like, there's other yeah. things that people are doing. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah. Stay alive. Birds. birds of prey. They're, they bring very, mm. various uh raptors there that you can have they put you got to put on the glove and get to hold the very like the, uh, the owls the eagles the falcons etc so and honestly yeah. like my my favorite part <laughs> is like they've it's you're just in a cool castle get to go up to the cool castle bar get yourself a whiskey sit in a castle drink a whiskey by a fire at the end of the night after you just had like some epic D session and you're kind of coming down off of that high and just get to sit there with really awesome other DMs like you know yeah. I'm pretty sure the McElroys will I be think there the McElroys, specifically oh, Travis no specifically oh Travis God. and Clint what? are both going to be Matt there for both of our Mac- oh, oh my god yeah, so yeah we'll get to we'll get to hang out uh, with those guys uh, yeah. which will be cool D&D royalty I, I do apologise Sam for sort of uh, like name dropping in the middle of the episode like I was going to say kind of... my mind is all over the wall behind me. <laughs> Just, <laughs> my brain exploded. Yeah. They are. Guys, uh, this has been so much fun. I've loved every second of it. And thank you for just giving so much joy and, and, and chat about not just this series but D in general. And yeah, it's it's been it's been an absolute blast. Thank you very much oh. for being here. No, thank you so much. Part of it. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having us. Yeah, it's been a blast. I'm sure they would say anytime, and we'll. I'm sure David will be chatting to you immediately after this about um, <laughs> when you're going to play tomorrow. I guess. <laughs> oh, oh, yep, David's Thank calling you. me right now. I'm going to have to go, guys. Yeah. Sorry, David's just calling me. Two seconds. Yes, yeah, David. Just want to check up on those underwater cool. mechanics. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, guys, there's there's only one more thing to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you guys are ready. Okay. Ready. Okay. Anon Anon Triofolk. That's just a little nod to like. Anon Triofolk. I pluralized. God damn it. Triofolk. <laughs> <Shire> folks. Triofolk. <laughs> <laughs> On one future episode, I will pluralize just for you. Uh, Thank so you so much. Triofolk. Triofolk. So's longs. So's longs. Uh, or maybe we'll say an a so long for now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello Tea Cakes, Ben here, just popping in at the end of the episode to say a huge thank you to our very special guests, Jasper William Cartwright and Jeremy Cobb from Three Black Halflings. And of course, thanks as ever to our amazing superfan Sam Oakes and of course Daryl Bailey for joining us for this episode. I'm going to keep this very short, partly because it's been uh, an incredible long bonus extra special nearly two hour no small questions and also partly because um, 
uh, to be honest, I haven't written anything down for this. Uh, I'm heading off to France for a few days' holiday, so uh, all I'm going to do is say, uh, do check out our Patreon. That's at patreon.com forward slash no small roles. We've got exciting things in the pipeline uh, coming in the next couple of months for that. Do keep an eye on our social media as well. And uh, we will be back very soon with episode 56. We are going to find out what the Fake Mark V get up to as they reach the end of the road to Fallers Vale, do they? Who knows? Tune in next week, uh, or or whenever it uh, pops out. Uh, yeah, I think I've learned uh, I really should script these. Anyway, a non-shire folk. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.